that a Tesla coil who got on that thing? That is an Edison bulb. Damn. Show you an Edison bulb. Sorry. Whoa. Uh, I'm in not my sure pants. What, I'm not sure what bird that skull is, and then that's a squir- just... squirrel monkey skull that's underneath it. It's Edison's a fraud. <laughs> Tesla wanted to make power free. Yeah. it could have been. Yeah. He was the Bernie Sanders of uh, electric engineers. And who was Bernie Sanders? Random trivia of the day. The more you know... <gasps> I have no like idea. Way too much information to like prompt you to ask something. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that, Bernie Sanders? The more you know, funny face. <laughs> you know what song you should play? I know, I know you belong to somebody new, but tonight you belong to me. I think we're gonna open on that song. Yeah. Just just Matt singing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> have you guys ever seen The Jerk with Steve Martin? Oh, I haven't seen The Jerk, actually. That's one of the movies that's been sitting on my list. Yeah, that's a fucking great movie. Really? That's from that. Well, they sing that in that movie. Oh. Not from that, but. I see. Well, you know what else they sing in that movie? The comic question of the day, which comes from a username. The Savage Land. Welcome back to the Savage Land. I am your host, Jason. With me, as not always, but most of the time, are... It's not Rocketson. Uh, not so rockety slow man, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, Josh, on your toes. Damn it. <laughs> well, I appreciate the yes and there. Yeah, that was that was good, that was good improv, Josh. I mean, you, you gave it you gave it maximum effort, which is the title of that track from the Deadpool soundtrack by Junkie XL. Yay! <laughs> oh, guys, I freaking tied that in so well. I'm proud. Woo! Score one for the Republic. You earned that soundboard. Oh yeah, there's this is I love this. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good little track. Mm-hmm. Um, how's it going, guys? Oh, better now that I've seen Deadpool. <laughs> Pretty damn good. <laughs> Who, who's that character? I have no idea. I was Josh just made it up. It's uh, it's not rocket snot. Not not so rockety snot slow man. Yeah, not so rockety snot slow man. Continuing character saga. <laughs> That's the best like title for a ongoing comic book series ever. So it's, uh, it's actually Nemesis. Jeez, it'll catch on. <laughs> Um. Oh man, we uh, we we had a week. As you can tell, there's a movie that came out that uh, we seemingly enjoyed. At least the soundtrack of, or at least maybe I did. Maybe no one else. So enjoyed far, it. the theme of this podcast is. Yeah. So far, the theme of this podcast. Um. But before we dive into uh, that movie we saw this week, as well as the other movie we watched this week, I that was, was uh, this week's review. Uh. Let's uh. Let's give some little uh, some little ketchup nuggets. Who uh, who wants to go first in this communion? You want to put a little fish food in the aquarium? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, you know, Star Wars Minute pl- uh, stole our ketchup idea. What? What? Are Those you fucking kidding me? Douches. Nope. Is this like a new thing? Uh, on one of the episodes. Did they reference it? Mentioned, uh, hey, you want to give a little ketchup in your bottle or something like that? <sighs> they totally got that from us. That's Star- our thing. Star Wars Minute's been copying us for years and it has to stop. Me. <laughs> 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 
Um, yeah, so who who wants to who wants to give the communion first? I don't know about communion, but I got some ketchup in this bottle. Let's do Whoa, it, bro. Snap. Oh, no. Pour it all over these French fries. That sounds dirty, but sure. Hey, you know, this gotta, you got to do it sometimes. This is a pretty nasty church. <laughs> um, okay, here's my phone. Take so it. first off, before I get too into anything I was doing, uh-huh. uh, there I was doing some Walmart things, and I was uh, purchasing some groceries. Okay. Uh-huh. I saw this amazing new invention that uh, restored my faith in humanity. Uh-huh. Sriracha ketchup. Oh, I have some in my refrigerator right now. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I am not kidding. Sriracha ketchup? so good. Sriracha ketchup. It is so freaking good. Yep. That sounds like the best thing ever. There's it, a... Go it's... get some. Open my fridge. It's in the door. Yeah, oh, my. Like, pour what? It in pour it in your yeah, hand. Pour it in my eyeballs. Why don't you pour some of that ketchup Up in, my your, nose. in your noggin? In your bottle. <laughs> well, so there's a there's a Korean barbecue place uh, over in Sandy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and plug them because they're awesome. It's called Bumblebee's Barbecue. Nice. Um, they make these, what they call K-pop fries, which are just like French fries loaded with Korean barbecue oh, yeah, stuff, yeah. You've you know, told me beef about and this. stuff. Oh, they're amazing. Um, sriracha is one of the ingredients, but like, dude, sriracha ketchup would be the perfect topping for those fries. That'd be Ugh. a lot. Yup, I got some. I'm not a huge fan, but it's pretty good. Jeez, you again. just burst my bubble. Yeah, again, Shrep. I ask you to leave. I think we should have Jason taste sriracha ketchup on the podcast right now. Stick hey, we around. could. Yeah, I guess. I guess while while Josh delivers his ketchup, Matt's gonna go and pick up his ketchup for me to. It's the metaphor doesn't hold up if you follow it too far. So let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, I'll continue. Let's go ahead and hear your hear your ketchup. I'll follow my stories. <laughs> um. So other than that, I've just been uh, doing some stuff with Destiny, which mm-hmm. they have announced their future plans for their DLC content. Finally, yeah. And then uh, they're also doing a sequel, like 2018, right? Yep. They've announced that they're doing an official working title of Destiny 2 to be released in a couple years. So, how you feel about that? I think it'll be a step back for Destiny. Really? Yeah. Well, because like every time they release something in Destiny, it seems like you know they get that big spike and then they like kind of dip down before they were they were before where they were before. Uh huh. And so I think with Destiny Two, they're kind of like going to see that, but on a new lower scale. Interesting. I think they kind of have to like do something new, something different, and just more Destiny. Oh my gosh, Matt failed. Oh, and now he's knocking his. Oh, he's everything is. Matt's just kicked the whole podcast into chaos. I don't know if we can even make it through this. Everything is just a, a gigantic, colossal it's, it's, failure. It's fucked. Uh, Jenica ate all of it. Oh wow, she so, she so somebody's a fan. Apparently, she had a lot of ketchup she needed to pour out. Well, uh, yeah, you can blame. Yeah, well, it's, you know, some people do ketchup. Have you not? Have you not been giving Jenica enough opportunities to pour out her ketchup? I give her all. Any, yeah, there's plenty of opportunities. So that's the thing. There were so many opportunities. We're now out of sriracha ketchup. <laughs> yeah, you, you clearly missed what was going on. Yep. Um, well, shoot, that's uh, it's disappointing. Now I need to. You know what I like? Tapatio Doritos. Really? That is yep. something I do not like. I quite enjoy those. Really? Are they? I've never had Tapatio Doritos. Are they good? You've probably yeah. had hot and spicy though, right? Just oh yeah. To, just imagine something so, similar. My favorite Dorito is salsa better. verde. Yeah. Salsa Verde is definitely my favorite Dorito. More salsa, of a salsa Verde chili. I have got stories about Salsa Verde. I can't really eat them anymore. Why? No, hey, you're supposed to have two kidneys. It's not podcast friendly. Oh, I gotcha. Stories, stories with mountains and adventures. <laughs> um, you ever seen 147 hours? <laughs> you mean 127 hours? Chop my arm off with Salsa Verde Doritos. <laughs> 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 the spices coagulated my blood. <laughs> um, I know I. Salsa Verde Doritos like go back to my freaking youthful days of of Boy Scouts and campouts. I used to always 
bring like a family sized salsa verde Dorito pack with me on campouts. Salsa verde Doritos bring me back to my getting weird outs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. Those 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 Mario Bros and their influences. Um <laughs> But yeah, let's let's uh, let's let's bring it back to your catch up, Josh. What's uh, what's going on with the catch? It's mostly other it. than the other than the Destiny update. I uh, I've also been powering through Flash. Yeah, just, you've been going through Flash. I'm trying. I'm just so proud of you. After mine, Rachel's, and Chase's recommendation, you're finally going through the Flash. Well, well you're not taking my excited. recommendation, Josh. No, you're not, not watching it. But three against That's one, so suck it. Don't watch it. Three well, against I, one, suck it. I've had yours for like six months now. I'm nah, fair starting enough. to get sick of all this. I try. I went against yeah. my uh, personal recommendation and tried to watch it. Did you fail like I did? Miserably. Yes. Yes. As did I. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, you get you get far enough in it and you get hooked. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm also doing the same thing with Arrow and your other show with Jessica Joneses. Uh dude, Jessica Jones is so good. And Keeping up with the Jessica Joneses. Jessica Jones. <laughs> yeah, <it was> good. <laughs> what about uh, your shirt show? <laughs> X Files. I'm really excited for it, but I've been saving it. You haven't watched it at all? No. Ah! I'm, damn. I know. I've been too busy watching The Walking Dead. Oh, which is... Well, no, you haven't. I'm too busy walking The Watching Dead. I know. I'm try- I tried to come up with a good excuse, but I don't have one. Uh, I went and binged all the other seasons. Well, I mean, not a bad idea. If you, you know, wait one more week and you can just watch all six at one time. What? Oh, The X-Files. Oh, yeah. I forgot. It's only a six-part series, huh? Uh, it's... Well, I, I am thoroughly enjoying The X-Files show. Have you guys have you guys uh, watched J.J. Abrams' new series yet? The one with James Franco, no, time we, travel one. We, Jenica wanted to watch it last night, but I was too busy watching our weekly show <laughs> to watch that. I, uh, I, I really want to. Yeah, I do too. So maybe next week we'll talk. Yeah, about it. I think I think tonight I'll probably watch the first episode because um, I'm freaking stoked to watch it. Uh, so so that's that's your that's your catch up. You're yeah. you're put you're capping it at that. Ah, yeah, man, I'm shaking the bottle. Nothing else is coming out. Oh boy, you're doing. Are you even doing the pat on the bottom? That's Stick a, a knife little, in. That's it. a little too free. Holy shit! No wonder you don't have any more sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we do. Have he po- stabs <laughs> his ketchup <laughs> yeah. until it. We have, we, we have plenty of sriracha. We just don't have any sriracha ketchup. Dun dun. I wonder I if do it's have sriracha and ketchup. I could just. I you just mix. Have, I could have mixed them together and brought them out. And, God, and that's not been awesome. But I guess you don't know the parts, you know. <laughs> just it's it's the portions that make it all. It's like any good drink. It, it's all in the portions. What do you think it is? One you part sriracha, two parts f- ketchup. Yeah, probably some Rick and Morty on it. <laughs> what? Some pseudoscience. Oh, gotcha. Because he's always just like, oh yeah, that's yeah. Uh, you do the yeah. thing in the mumbo jumbo with the, with the tyrannosaurus and the love potion and the and the voles. <laughs> you, you guys ever watch Axe Cop? Uh, yes, no. fucking love that show. But I saw um, uh, Tyrannosaurus Cop. Oh, you mean uh, uh, Triceratops? Triceratops. Damn it! Triceratops, the best kind of cop there is. Um, well, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's some good ketchup, Josh. Um, my ketchup is uh, is not terribly lengthy. Um, I oh, did. I do have one more thing. I gave you like ten, cha- ten chances. Yeah, go ahead and give it to me. I forgot about, about my social commentary. Oh yeah, Josh has Josh has some social commentary. Okay, so, so in your mind, guys, let me ask you a question. What is what is like flashing the brights mean? Flashing the brights? Like if someone's behind you and they're flashing their brights at you, that means turning. Like, oh, are you asking what are they asking yeah, you what, to do? What, if they're behind you, on? yeah, if they're behind you and flashing their lights, they're asking you to move the f out of the way or speed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I was going seventy. 
Okay. There I was going 70 in on, a on banger. how many mile per hour zone. I'm not sure if I should reveal that over an open public <laughs> podcast. It's okay. Nobody knows your last name. It's a, it's a 60 mile an hour road. Yeah. Down, down one of the local highways. And this dude, he like pulls up right behind me. Okay. And he's flashing his brights, but he like backs away and like comes back and he like flashes his brights. So I'm getting frustrated with this freak and he like follows me for a few turns. So I eventually like slow down. And I'm like leaning at my window. I'm trying to see what he's like motioning or if he's like leaning out at me. Uh-huh. And he's just staring at me for like two minutes while I'm waiting for this. I mean, it's probably more like 30 seconds while I'm uh-huh. waiting for the light. But he's staring at me. I don't think he's blinking. And he's, he's not next moving. to you at this point? No, he's like right behind he's, me. Oh, behind you. Like okay. if my spoiler wasn't already broken, it would be broken. Oh, wow. And so like he's just staring at me and I'm getting creeped out. Uh-huh. I'm, getting, I'm getting the rape spider sense going on. Okay. <laughs> Josh, Josh is about to feel some tension in, in his nethers. Yeah. I was about to lose my ketchup. <laughs> okay. So, so I pull away and you know, he catches the light too and he's following me again, uh-huh. but he like gets up on the side of me and he's like motioning. Now he's doing like some kind of like weird sideways wave with his hand. Uh-huh. And at first I thought he was trying to flip me off. And so I look over at him, and he's pointing to the front of my car, which he couldn't see the entire time. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I guess, like, eventually, well, the moral of the story is, is he thought there was a car in front of me. And so he was apologizing for, like, flashing his lights so many times, I think. Interesting. But that entire time, I was flipping him off while he was trying to apologize. <laughs> and so, like... So he yeah. ran you off the road. Yeah, exactly. He, like, started, like, getting really close but to But did he car. actually start running you off the road? Well, kind of. He oh, got, like, wow. really close, and he started honking his horn a lot and just getting upset. And what? So I'm very confused now what blinking your flashes or flashing your brights is. Well, blinking your if flashes. They're coming blinking at, your if flashes they're coming at you. At you. <laughs> it means you, you have your brights on. Or there's a cop on the road ahead of you. Yeah. yeah. Usually, usually if they're if they're coming at you and they flash their brights twice, then there's like a there's a cop in the road ahead of you, There's and they're like, cop. "Yo, bro, watch out for that cop, bro," and you're like, "Ah, oh, thanks, 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 good Samaritan." Um, but yeah, if they're behind you, then usually that's yeah. like speed the f up. So that that is really weird, like because if he had something to tell you, well, and and on that specific highway, there are multiple lanes. Yeah, like he he could have gone time. around you. What the freak? Yeah, it was weird. This is yeah. actually bothering me. I don't know what this dude's what like I get like my head my headlights because you can like uh-huh. other cars you have to adjust them by like screwing yeah. how tight they are and mine are like really low so they shine underneath like my grill uh-huh. so it looks like I have neon but I don't <laughs> sick grill bro because I'm sick bad grill, bro. bro so I, I maybe maybe he was getting weirded out by that but like I he was behind know. me the entire time so I don't know what he was pointing out in the front of my car well, yeah even if he had something to tell you like he would have pulled next to you earlier and like and given you a what it sign. Was. But it was the entire way to like come and meet up. The whole time you're sitting there in your car, like I need a sign. Yeah, me and my like seventies rock. Yeah, that you make fun of. That's not even that. that is, that's not seventies rock. Train is like. Well, I don't even know what you're talking about. That's, that's like late nineties. Anyway, I think we can switch the bottle. <laughs> um, so that actually does bring up a, a thing that that frustrated me this morning. Um, speaking of roads and and social botherings. Um, stuff. So I, I, I commute every day from, from Utah Valley to Salt Lake Valley. I know for the out of state listeners, I know for the out of state listeners, the locale parts of this are frustrating, but this part is almost universal in terms of where it could apply. There's construction on our freeway, Oh yeah, which happens everywhere all the time, constantly. Um, and, and so on that freeway, 
What the heck that was, was that? him. Oh, <laughs> that didn't come through. That didn't come through on the levels, but it came through on the monitor. Um, that was the weirdest thing. That was super weird. It's like, what the f is this? I thought there was like an alien in the you house. You could actually hear that sound. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. So Matt like adjusted his headphones. He's wearing buds and not over the ear. And you can really hear that? Y- yeah. listeners can't hear it, but Matt was like squeezing the Maybe. the little marshmallow on his bud. I don't know if it was like his cord hitting or what that was, but it was... It was something. It was super weird. Yeah, it wigs Josh and I the F out. Great job, Matt. Um, <laughs> it's okay. The listeners didn't hear it, but you derailed us. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we're going through... There's this construction zone. And so the normal speed is 70. The speed during through this construction zone is like 55, right? And some cop decides like there's nothing going on on the road. It's just a regular construction zone on the sides of the freeway, not really interfering with the traffic. Mm-hmm. Some cop is like this highway patrolman gets in front of all the traffic and starts doing that thing where he's like pacing everybody. Oh, and he's bobbing in between the lanes. Well, so he wasn't, this time he wasn't even bobbing in between the lanes like they would normally do if there was a hazard. He's just staying in one lane, but like holding everybody behind him. And like anytime somebody gets close to passing him, he puts his lights on. To, to get him back behind what him. What a yeah, dude! Crazy, right? And then, like, he, he's doing this forever, and I'm, I'm actually, like, near the front of the pack, but there is, like, seriously a mile of traffic just congested behind him and, like, nothing in front of him at all. And so... He's already, you know, gotten off the freeway and gone home. Exactly. <laughs> and so, like, this... And this is on my way to work in the morning, and I'm, like, running kind of... Like, I'm not running late, but I'm, like, cutting you're, it close. You're about to. Yeah, and so... I'm like, and, and it's a fairly long commute that I have. And so I'm like, okay, like if I keep going this slow, it's really, it's going to make me late. So I'm like kind of getting antsy and nervous. And then finally, like seriously, after this entire construction zone, which spans the space of like six exits or something like that, like yeah, it's a pretty horrible. long time. Um, he finally like starts, you know, speeding up and then gets up to like 65 instead of 55. Oh, man. He's but breaking it's, the barrier. But it's still a 70 mile an hour speed limit. So he's still five under. So then I, I, I get in and I have one of those express passes where I can, you know, ride in the carpool lane, even though there's one person in my car or whatever, and I pay them every month for that. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you pay the toll, you know, it's a tollway basically. Um, and so I, I get into the carpool lane and I start going 70 because that's the freaking speed limit. And then this freaking cop pulls up next to me and starts doing that thing where he's like staying, sit, like going, you know, right yeah. along with you and like he's signaling at me. Um, to like tell me, you know, like tell me to look over or whatever, and look over at him, and he's like frantically like telling me to get the f out of the carpool lane because I only, you know, I'm, there's only yeah. one person. He's like making this signal, like putting up two fingers, like you need to have two people. You got to tell me to get. I'm like, dude, and I'm like motioning at my express. I'm like, I freaking pay you guys to use this, <laughs> like f off. And he like keeps doing it, and he like he starts pointing at his lights, like I'm gonna pull you over if you don't stop. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking at the time, I'm like okay, I would really love to have this discussion with you of why you feel the need to pull me over, even though I've, like I have this pass. Um, but it's like okay, I I have to I like can't this, yeah, I yeah. can't I can't take this time, otherwise my store's not gonna be open on time. Um, and so like I I just finally was like okay, freaking fine, and so I like hit the brakes and then like go over into the regular lane and. It's, piss me off like dude you are such a tool like holding up all of that traffic in the morning like during rush yeah, during hour commute during commute yeah this is this is like like nine o'clock range freaking asshole i know <laughs> like dude why would you just cause further congestion during the busiest time of the day because he looked down at his badge and he said damn that shiny i'm gonna <sighs> be a dick what a douchebag like to the if, if if somehow by some miracle you're a listener douche cop <laughs> Oh no, my I, I just, broadcasting I, I just hate you. I just hate you. That's it. Like screw you for <laughs> being such a dude. Like, Could you imagine? He's just oh. sitting at home alone with a 
little badge on or whatever. We get like a listener email from this guy. He's like, you guys ruined my life. You were my favorite podcast before, but now I'm unsubscribing and rating you one star. And I'm not shouting out Keith David in my review. <laughs> Either that or I'm going to say Keith David would be ashamed. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's, that's my daily rant, as I seem to have. Um, <clears throat> other than that, just been, uh, you know, prepping, prepping a lot of the YouTubes. Um... I'm getting ready for the Batman v Superman uh, videos that uh, we'll be filming here pretty soon. Yeah, tell us about the new things you have about Batman vs Superman. Um, well, freak man, we're we're winding down. It's uh, it's yeah, about a it release. A, if they didn't, about a if, month. If the listeners didn't know we were from Utah, they totally would. If you guys swore more, <laughs> how so? Quote air quotes swore more. Oh, like using freak, man. freak and F and whatever. I just I've been I've been noticing lately that I've been cursing a lot, and so I've been trying to censor it a little bit. Um, it means the same thing. It does. It's just, you know, it's it's a little harder when you say fuck than when you say freak. You know what I mean? Is it? I, I feel like it is. Um, it's, like, it's, like, it's like harder, baller, harder. <laughs> Ball so hard. Um, but, uh, no, so I, I'm getting, like, to that point with Batman v Superman where, you know, it's the next comic book movie that comes out. You know, it's the next the next movie release that I'm stoked about. And it's like, I, I'm I'm right on that little tipping point of like, I really, really hope that this is a good movie, but like, there are certain things that are making me alarmed, and I haven't watched the last two trailers because I'm avoiding them, so I don't spoil myself on the movie. Um, but then there was some article that was written on like, uh, I don't know, it was like HitFix or something like that, talking about how like, you know, Warner Brothers uh, might be panicking over early reactions to, to Batman v Superman. Ooh. Now I don't know how true that is because there's there's this is literally like the only article that's that's yeah I, th- I said heard it about. got like a standing ovation or something from I mean from the Warner Brothers executives but uh, yeah a, who who isn't going to clap at a movie they made you know yeah. um, or that they paid for you know <laughs> and so that that is a grain of salt there but like then at the same time it's like okay I can't really trust this article because it's literally the only the only person writing this story is is this one person you know and they don't really they don't list any sources or anything like that. Um, and so it's kind of, it's just, you know, you keep hearing those things and then you see the trailers that are like over spoilery and my confidence is that in Zack Snyder has never been superb, <laughs> like, but, but my confidence in Zack Snyder to convey somebody else's screenplay in a way that looks good is a little bit better, you know, like Chris Terrio is an Oscar winning screen, uh, screenwriter. And so for, I'm, I'm for, a, what movie? for Argo. Okay. Um, and so it's like. You know, if 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 they've got him, he was you know he wrote the screenplay with Zack Snyder, but I mean obviously he's probably the one pulling more weight in that situation. Yeah. And Zack Snyder's a great visual storyteller. Um, you know, not great with dialogue, not great with story in general, but visually he's fantastic. Um, and so I'm like I'm 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 kind of confident in him that way. You say that about every movie. No, I don't say that about every movie. Just the 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 movie that we talked about earlier, and then this movie right now. Sin City. There there are certain there are certain movies that I don't like visually, but then there are certain that that absolutely blow me away. Um, and most Zack Snyder movies are visually fantastic. I think, um, like Three Hundred, I loved the visuals in that movie. Uh, even Man of Steel had great visuals. Um, Watchmen, same thing. Um, but all those movies definitely had you know story problems um you know not to mention sucker punch um oh yeah forgot about that that awful movie um 
but yeah, I, I just I I really really I want this movie to be good, just because I, for the love of God, I want DC properties to stop having to reboot every few years. You know, like they've been trying to get their cinematic universe off the ground since Green Lantern. Like, <laughs> really, actually, since Superman Returns. Like, Superman Returns was intended to start a shared universe. You mean Catwoman? Catwoman wasn't going to be a shared universe. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've had a lot of failed attempts that don't have the word Batman in them. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, it's really true. They have this curse where like, they cannot make a good movie to save their lives that doesn't involve Batman. At some point, it stops becoming a curse, and it just becomes, well... A pattern, yeah. It's, but really, I, just, I, I want it to be good so that you know, they have a solid foundation to build their universe around. So that, you know, we can enjoy Wonder Woman and Justice League and, and you know, The Flash and Aquaman more. Um, but yeah, so that that's my biggest thing is there's so much hinging on this movie that if it were to derail something, then I would just absolutely, like, I, I'd be devastated because, like, it, uh, there's so much potential in those properties. Like, there's so much history in the comics of just amazing storytelling that for that to be derailed would absolutely just crush me. And I would, would probably... Be- Devastated. I would be devastated. Crushed. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's shattered. Really, really big. I mean, at, at least <laughs> describe his attachment to. What's characters. the most syllable? syllable? <laughs> what what word has the most syllables that can be used to describe Josh's feelings over this? Josh's. Ah, uh, sorry, Jason's feelings over Jeez, this. Jeez, man. Sorry, sorry. You've known me for like a year longer than him. Well, I was looking at Josh of, when I one said one of us this. is the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who's coming to the next I birthday party. I almost spat out my uh, wild cherry Pepsi. <laughs> Why? Well, Jason came to my other birthday party. Damn it! No! <laughs> Suck it. Um, Jason danced like a like a fool at our New Year's party. I did, dude. I I I busted out some moves that were probably horrible, but I still busted them out. Oh, it was busted. That after you jumped in the ice lake, he didn't jump in I the didn't ice jump. lake. Didn't jump. You was. Yep. Yep. Was. I thought about jumping, and I was like, nah. You looked in, you're like, that looks a mite cold. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that looks like it might not be an enjoyable temperature. It oh, was uh, really not an enjoyable temperature, but it's a fantastic experience. <laughs> wow. Maybe next year I'll do a polar plunge. Um, but yeah, this week has mostly just consisted of me contemplating about Batman v Superman. And then also, so one of the YouTube series that we're going to be doing is how I would make movies. Um, so I've been kind of piecing together, you know, stories for different stuff, uh, the first of which is going to be Wolverine 3, uh, then Fantastic Four, Save the Franchise. Um, <laughs> and then, These all sound like movie titles, like it's so work. Uh, no, Fantastic <laughs> Four, Save the Franchise. That's uh, It's like one of those like Star Wars-esque uh, movie posters, like Save the Franchise. Exactly. Uh, no, that one I'm really looking forward to. And then also uh, Gambit is uh, the next one. And then Deadpool. All those, I don't know why the Fox yeah. properties are like the ones that I'm like you're very, the most interested you're very in. Centered around your foxes. Yeah, I really don't know why. Um, but then after that, it's it's going to get more into the the DC universe and Marvel Cinematic and stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, that's pretty much what's been uh, kind of playing. Oh yeah, and and frustrations with uh, the fact that I'm not that good of a video editor and trying to become a better one. I can help you with that. Oh, look at me! I'm actually probably going to buy a MacBook. His skills. I have one. We can use mine. Oh, you are? But it could They're communicating. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's uh that's my catch up. Oh, 
I also got a really cool Elseworlds Batman comic that I'm stoked to read. It's like done in like film strip oh, yeah. style. It's like a sideways comic. It's called Batman and uh, the Tale of Nine Lives. Um, and it's an Elseworlds Batman story. It's like this this really freaking cool like noir detective story. Um, I'm stoked to read it. And I got that from uh, from a new comic book location that I uh, discovered right by my uh, my work in Sandy. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's not that bad. It's pretty cool. Yeah, anyway, got Copper's attention with that one. But uh, yeah, my uh, my 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 French fries are are thoroughly uh, thoroughly sauced. So uh, I'll uh, pass it on to to the to the mic. Neat. To, to the, the mic, mic to the mic to speak into his mat. Um, speaking of Copper getting attention, uh, <laughs> I've been playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Uh huh. And when you hide behind walls, you can whistle at guards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time I whistle at guards. Whether, wherever Copper is in the house, he runs down to see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good hearing that uh, the Copper the copper Mobile has. Or I just love playing the video game with the volume up really high. <laughs> That's fair. Just has like all of the audio frequencies turned all the way up. Uh, no, dogs but... dogs in the next house over like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I am thoroughly enjoying that game. That is a gorgeous game. Really? It's, uh, it's, they, they cleaned it up, so it's a lot smoother to play. Ooh. So that's been a lot of fun. Ooh, cleaned it up. You uh, raggy? <laughs> uh, no, I played Firewatch, which is uh, an indie game that came out last week. Ooh. Matt, tell us about Firewatch. <laughs> we'll be back to uh, Rocket Snot Slowman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> slow, slow Rocket Snot. I didn't, can't not, remember. Not so Rocket. Not so rocket, sl- not, not so rocket, not slow man. Yeah. Not so rocket, it's not. Yeah, anyway, something yeah. like that. Character <laughs> creation. <laughs> the, listeners, the listeners will know. They can rewind. Uh, and it, yeah, so Firewatch is an indie game. It's um, it, the basic premise is you're a dude who has some shit go down with your wife, and you go to live in the mountains in Wyoming for a summer, and a in a uh, Firewatch tower, which are these towers. They have them for reals, and they. People stay in there just to kind of keep an eye on wildfires. Interesting. All summer long. To like report them? Like, to report them and re- yeah, because, because they don't long. always, uh, they let them burn. You know, wildfires are good for the forest. So you don't want to, you don't just put them out if there's a fire. Yeah, to get rid of all the under foliage or whatever. Uh-huh. And a lot of the trees, their, their acorns won't open and spread the seed unless they are on fire. Really? <laughs> yep. Spread the seed. Yep. Did you know some birds look for wildfires to find fleeing prey? Yeah. I found that out on Savage the, uh, on the Facebook. Yep. Hashtag Savage. So, uh, so it's pretty common. It's, it's pretty common to, you know, they just keep an eye on them and if it feels like it's getting too out of control, they'll do something about it. But Matt, what happens in the game? So, you're just this dude and you have a uh, walkie-talkie and uh, on the other end of the walkie-talkie is your boss, who's this other firewatch girl. And it's sort of, uh, you know, just shit gets weird. Shit gets weird, and you're a by- There's no other characters in the game that are actually like you don't interact with any other humans in the game. Yeah, just your walkie-talkie and your bossy lady. Yeah, and it's just it's it's short, four and a half, five hours, quick quick playthrough. Now, would it, would it be like a like crime suspense or like a sort mm. of horror suspense? No, in a genre. A little bit of suspense, a little bit of Lost thrown in with. Uh, Sort of a complicated, I don't want to say love story, but like human interaction, human relationship story. Interesting. It's Interesting. really 
great. It's an f- awesome game. I highly recommend it. Now, is this for PlayStation, like something you found on the store? Uh, yeah, it's a well, you, it's PlayStation, Xbox, PC. I mean, it's all over. It's across the board. No, it's just yeah, the yeah. the indie full release. Yes, exactly. Nice. Might have to check that out. That sounds I, pretty interesting. I would. I, I mean, it's absolutely worth the playthrough. Because I'm always down to play some new games. Got yeah, that, yeah, got that three terabytes of memory I need to use. Well, boom. There oh, there's. Actually, that's Three a new game. Three terabytes? Holy shit. Yeah, I bought a cloud for us, and I, and I keep wanting to, like, yeah, he's got, expand it to you guys. Between between the two of us, we've got uh, oh seven terabytes of cloud storage. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Um, like, store dead bodies in the cloud. Yeah, I know. Once, once I actually have... Dead freaking, bodies? No. Yeah, once I have dead bodies <laughs> to store. Um, no, once I have, like, a, a reliable Man, internet those, provider. Man, those bodies will never hit the floor, hit the floor, hit the floor. Oh, will they ever be warm? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Get down with your shit, <laughs> um, Anyway, so that's a yeah. great game. I highly recommend it. Um, I have been reading The Walking Dead because the premiere came on. Excellent. Uh, excellent. Excellent performance by Carl. Excellent performance by Carl. Dad. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm enjoying Would you make you him stop? How do we make him stop? fucking monster. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I don't know if I can. X Files. I've been watching X Files. That's super great. I'm totally enjoying it. Tell us about the X Files, Matt. God, you're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you just ask the question like a normal human? <laughs> Tell us about the X Files. It's like Tell Wayne's us. World or some shit. Uh, well, I talked about it. In, Rachel and I talked about it in depth on our last episode. Josh, she obviously didn't listen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, uh, uh, um, uh, don't even listen to your own podcast. No, uh, it's great. I, I really, it's 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 a lot of fun getting 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 those characters back again and kind of playing with them. Is it the same actors as before? Or? Yeah, nice. All the actors are reprising their old roles. Nice, and they're adding new people. Nice. Ooh. That's always good. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's, it's hard to get like a studio that like works well together again. Yeah, like, like, but it's got like I don't know, man. It's got character and feeling and humor and it just feels good to watch it once more with feeling it's like your old friends get back together and they have more fun than they did before i I get what you're saying no so that's great and totally enjoying it well how about you Ray? oh that's right (sighs) rachel's out with the death and uh and mitch is out with the uh the the more more time spanning death uh yeah uh, I don't know what else I've done. Uh, probably some other cool stuff that I can't remember right now. Aww. That's cool. I, I Have you guys played Pocket Mortys? I can't do it. No. <laughs> no, it's I have so not. fun. Tell us about Pocket Mortys. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you enjoy Rick and Morty and you have ever in your life enjoyed playing the Pokemon games, you will enjoy Pocket Mortys. See, that's 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 what it is for me, though. I never liked... Well, oh, I, never played, I never played Pokemon because I... <laughs> You've n- you haven't played it? You're going to love it. Dude, oh, <laughs> collect, so you, you collect all the alternate universe Mortys. Yeah, like just all the crazy freaking shit. There, there is the most nuts Mortys you can oh, possibly think of. Oh my gosh, is um, that just like a, like a phone game? Yeah, it's a mobile app, and it is, it is more in-depth than some <laughs> Pokemon games. Shit, that is so it awesome. Is like, it is the most in-depth mobile game I have ever seen, especially for Screw a free one. Firewatch! It is crazy, dude, like... I, to be fair, it's not a, Firewatch isn't a mobile game. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I freaking love Pocket Mortys. I've been so addicted to it lately. I've been leveling up my Aqua Morty. Uh, he's, been, he's been leveling up quite nicely. 
Um, my wizard Morty is pretty good right now. Um, he evolved from Magic Morty into Magician Morty and then uh, Wizard Morty or something like that. Um, sure. And then Wrestler Morty is also pretty pretty freaking dope. Pretty beastly. Um, yeah, I got I got a lot of good Mortys going on. Uh, got a lot of, got a lot of good good Mortys going on. Oh gee, I don't know, Rick. <laughs> Man, we're doing like the, the just this is this is the uh, the terrible Rick and Morty impersonation podcast. <laughs> I, I thought mine was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I just have a predisposition to think that everything's terrible. Um, not that you do. I just mean everything in general in that car. comes out of a room that I'm in. Um, I, I think I bring down the general quality of anything done in my presence. You know what that's called? An emo. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to hijack you, Matt. Well, somebody asked you. Rachel isn't here. That's cool. Uh, I got a uh, letter in the mail from uh, um, Guillermo. He's going to make my movie. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the movie you pitched last week, Guillermo yeah. del Toro yeah. sent you a, yeah. a letter. He's like, dude, wear spirit animals. I'm down. He likes <laughs> he likes snail mail for some reason. <laughs> is his primary mode of contact. Yeah, he's <laughs> like that it. guy from Back to the Future Two shows up. Are you Matt? <laughs> <laughs> we have a letter immediately, for you. <laughs> immediately after Biff crashes into a truck hauling a bunch of manure. No, it was after the doc goes back. You idiot. Oh, that's right. Jeez. It was just in the same tunnel as Biff crashed no. into the manure. Nope. Yes, it totally was. Nope. It was the same tunnel. I'm going to have to kill it you. It wasn't at the same show. time, but it was the same tunnel that Biff crashed his old 50-whatever nope. nope. thing into the thing. It was. It was definitely okay. that tunnel. All right. We're, we're remembering this. Yeah. And, and then next week, we're, we're going to do some binge Back to the Future. Well, I've already have it, and I've already watched it in recent time, so. So have I. Biff crashes into that manure truck right before that same exact tunnel where the guy's like, Are you Marty McFly? right next to the Lion Estates. No. Because they're hiding, they're hiding the DeLorean behind the sign. They go back. Marty's like, it's all good. Good to go. And he's like, okay, let me just hop in my thinger. And they do. I don't know. Man, Back to the Future Minute is sounding more and more appealing at this point. Someone's um, already done it. Are you serious? Simpsons did it. I mean, The Simpsons didn't. Do I know. It. I know The Simpsons did I get the <laughs> reference. <sighs> yeah, I know somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody's doing. Oh, well, back I guess I'll listen minute. to that now. Um... And then you'll come back on Dang this it, podcast. That pisses me off, actually. <laughs> I have the greatest movie minute idea, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. Star Wars Minute is going to steal it again, just like every other time. Ugh. Star Wars Minute. And they'll, they'll become Wars whatever minute. Matt's suggestion is Minute. <laughs> the Savage Land, because fuck Star Wars Minute. Savage Land Armada. stealing Minute. Um, <laughs> let's do Savage Land Minute. Um, <laughs> it's guaranteed never to end. Um, <laughs> oh, God, for the next... Two weeks, we're going to have to talk about Matt's movie pitch. <laughs> oh, damn it. We're going to have to talk about Jason and Rachel constantly butting in on everything everyone They're said. Like, oh, man, we're going to have to listen to the next three weeks. We're going to listen to Jason talk about The Flash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be such a meta minute. That'd be um, so amazing. Yeah, it'd be so dumb, but so funny. Anyway. Um, anyway. Talking about suggestions and movies. Um, yeah, so uh, before before we get into the review, uh, let's let's talk about Deadpool for a bit, for oh, a bit yeah. guys. Right, that movie. All the uh, all the all the chimichangas and all the all the you know flimmy, flimmy you flongas. What, my like the thing I'm most impressed about with that movie was the costume. Like I am so glad they practical effected it. Yeah. I'm that so was glad amazing. They made, they made an actual like crazy fabricated suit that wasn't just leather or wasn't just like spandex they made it its own sort of like fitting suit that you can see how it works you can see the little velcro things on the back of his head yeah 
It was cool. You could see the evolution of it. You can kind of see like how he would make it. It was cool. I like so, it. I appreciated that. Thank you. Thank so you. So if you were to so let me let me give you um kind of a benchmark here. I'm going to have you guys guess what the budget for Deadpool was. Oh, right. Um the the and to give you to give you kind of a benchmark, the budget for Avengers Age of Ultron was 250 million. The budget for the first Avengers and most Marvel movies is around 200 million. Yeah, I'm going to go 30 million tops. Oh, really? Yep. I'm going to go 90 million. All right. Uh I think the way I staged that set it up for Matt to guess super low. Uh, Fifty-eight million was the total Damn. production budget for Deadpool. You're warmer. You win a new car. I mean, seriously, just over a quarter of what almost every Marvel Cinematic Universe movie uses for budget is what it took to make Deadpool. Fifty-eight freaking million, dude. That is that is absurd. Um, and what's what's even crazier about that is that we are now almost. Let's see. As this comes out, we're over one week. Uh, or actually, no, this comes out exactly one week after Deadpool was released. It has already made 316 million worldwide. Yeah, it's already, you, you had that list in the chat. What was, what was that list that you showed us? Oh yeah. So that, that's the list of, uh, comic book adaptations. Um, you want to hear, you want, I mean, I'm like, oh, you're fine. Go for it. No, you're good. I looked at IMDb's top 150 films of all time. Yeah. Deadpool is number forty-one. Holy crap! Nice. Yeah, I, that's insane. By, by rating, I by by that. IMDb rating. Oh, so like it's not just some dude who's like, I'm the editor. No, like, it's it's the movies. yeah, it's the aggregate of all IMDb yeah. users who right. rate wow. it. Wow. Yeah. What's number one? You guys know? Oh, I do. Oh, Interstellar. Nope. No, it's is it a Christopher Nolan movie? No. I felt like it was. Oh my gosh, I I knew this at one point. Um, it's a Frank Darabont movie. Oh, Green Mile. Nope. Shit, it's gonna sound so obvious when I hear it. Only because like I've looked at it before, but yeah, Shawshank Redemption. That's right. Okay, yep. that is the number one top rated movie. That is the bestest movie ever. Huh? Yeah. Apparently, and then I think isn't uh, it's the goodest. Um, it's uh, which Hitchcock movie is it? That's number two. Nope, it's not Hitchcock. It's not there. Oh, uh, Nolan. Nolan has three of the top twenty. Yeah, Dark Knight, Interstellar, and. Uh, Inception. No, Inception's not on there. Inception? What? It totally is on there. Nope. I guarantee you it is. I'm going to look it up right now. Nope. And the debate begins with Jason in one corner and Matt in the other. They're sizing in at the two heavyweight <laughs> champions at a mighty 180 pounds. And the, you know, Chris, well, so Christopher Nolan does have like... Uh, Neither of us are 180 or 160. <laughs> Shit. Out of, so out of the IMDb top 100, Christopher Nolan has more than any other director. That, well, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It sounded like the same. Um, thing, okay, Dark Knight is number... So, okay, so it goes... Actually, no. Oh, Godfather and Godfather Part 2. That makes yep, sense. Exactly. Um, Jeez. Uh, Dark Knight number four, Pulp Fiction number five, Schindler's List number six, uh, Twelve Angry Men number seven, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King number eight, mm-hmm. Good, the Bad, and the Ugly number nine, and then Fight Club number ten. Yep. Um, let me find. Yeah, Inception's number fourteen. You douche. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, I missed it when I was looking at it. Um, and then let's see. Oh, Goodfellas is on there. That's good to see. Um, so other than Nolan's Batman, what's the first superhero movie you come to? Let's see. Oh, wow, that's probably going to take a little while. Let's see. It won't take you as long as you think. That's what's really? surprising. Yeah, keep going. Go down okay. the list. He's scrolling. He's Let's scrolling. See here scrolling, after scroll, scroll, so after scroll. Batman, I've seen a lot of them. There's a lot of good ones like Spirited Away. Yeah, they're great. I mean, obviously American History X. Yeah, I guess obviously. Oh, there's there's Psycho at 35. That's actually surprising. Yeah. The Intouchables, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Um, oh, Deadpool's Deadpool. a little wow. Deadpool. Deadpool other the- than Batman. Deadpool is the highest rated superhero film. It's above Doctor Strange Love. Yeah. It's number 48, right below The Gladiator and Memento, another that, Chris Nolan that, movie. 
bananas. That is insane. I wonder, if it'll, yeah, I wonder if it'll keep uh, keep ascending. Yeah, that's the thing is its aggregate isn't nearly as high as all the other it, ones. It as, did. As far it, as it dropped down about eight point two, and now it's at now it's at forty eight. Um, okay. Oh, so it's at, the rating is eight point seven. Yeah, so it's from, from one hundred twenty three thousand viewers. Yeah, because it was reviews. at eight point two for a little while. Now it's back up to eight point seven, and eight point seven is high for IMDb. Jeez, there is no yeah. There's, I mean, what's number one? It doesn't even pop. It doesn't. It's not, I mean, an it's even, not even ten, 10 right? Yeah, number one is nine point two. Shawshank right. Redemption 9.2. and The Godfather is also nine point two. That Damn. just totally floors me that I see that. Wow. Yeah, The Dark Knight is eight point nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, and I don't want to say it's. I don't know necessarily think it's the best superhero film. No, but it's. But I'm definitely think it's. Uh, one of the most fun. One of the best not superhero films that's about a superhero. Well, that's fair. I would say, like, as far as like Deadpool, what it was meant to be, it's destiny. I think it's like one of the most goal achieving ones. I mean, like, they set out to make a movie that was going to be fun. Yeah, well, yeah, they they wanted to did it. Yeah, they wanted to make the movie about the character they loved, and I think they wanted to to disrupt the genre. Um, Here, okay, here's a crazy thing in regards to kind of relating it a little bit to the movie we'll be reviewing later. Deadpool has already made a hundred million dollars more than every Frank Miller movie combined. <laughs> Actually, no, not every Frank. Okay, so three hundred. If you don't count three hundred, because Frank Miller wasn't a producer on three hundred. Right. Um, the combination of the two Sin City movies and the Spirit, Deadpool has already made a hundred million dollars more than all three of those combined, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, that is surprising for Sin City. I know, right? Because Sin City, I mean, that's the thing. is The first Sin City made up the bulk of that. So the total is $237 million between all those three movies. Sin City accounted for 158 of that. Yeah. Like, between, between the other two, they, they didn't even cross $100 million internationally. I wonder how many people got their money back for after watching The Spirit. They're just <laughs> like, that was shit. Uh, well, yeah, anyway, and we will so, talk about that later. Uh, no, I, I mean, I just thought it was great. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. Deadpool it was. Deadpool, was. Deadpool yeah. It was, yeah, it was one of the movies I walked out of like, man, I just had like the funnest two hours watching a movie. Yeah. Like, I'll go in yeah. and watch a, a lot of movies, and I'm like, I really enjoyed that movie. That was an intellectual movie. Yep. That was fun to watch, blah, blah, blah. I mean, but this came out, and I was like, oh, man, that was just yeah. the best. Well, Usually definitely. after a movie, you, like, you want to sit down, you want to just kind of like... You're kind of done, like it kind of took it out of you a little bit. Uh huh. This one, you're kind of pumped up. Yeah. This one, so this movie has already made, so it's number 34 in terms of box office gross, number 34 of all comic book adaptations. After one week, it's already up to number 34. It made more than the entire lifespan of Batman Returns, X Men, X Men First Class, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, The Incredible Hulk, Wanted, uh, the first Superman movie, The Wolverine. Um, the first Hulk, obviously, it even made more than Kingsman did in its entire life in just the first week. Made more than Green Lantern, Ghost Rider, Watchmen, Batman and Robin. You know, but none of this surprises Daredevil. me because they had one of the best promotional campaigns I've ever seen, and he's an extraordinarily popular character. That's yeah. true. That's the thing is like Deadpool is a super like well, pop even, culture icon. Yeah. I mean, it it eclipsed by a long shot V for Vendetta. Um, that is true. I mean, yeah, but V for Vendetta. Not nobody to say, knows the comic. I think it was sort of, I you know, I it's, think it was. Yeah. If if you weren't in in the know, it was a sleeper. 
Definitely. Yeah. No, V for Vendetta, much like Dread, was a movie that wasn't really like it was received well by fans and then sort of like grew on home video a lot more. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. If you, if you were to guess the lowest grossing comic book adaptation of all time, what would it be? After having seen The Spirit? The Spirit. Nope. Uh, the lowest grossing any comic. So any, any comic book adaptation. Doesn't have to be superheroes. Oh, boy. That's got to be tough. I mean, I, don't, I imagine Scott, sure it's I imagine Scott Pilgrim probably didn't make a ton of money. You're not far off. Scott Pilgrim is second to last. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Which I love Scott Pilgrim. It's, yeah, it's a fun movie. That's but, such a fun uh, movie. Let's see. Ghost World. Ghost World. Um, I'm not seeing it down here near the bottom. It's pretty indie, so. Yeah, maybe that one's not even on this list. It might not be. This is on the box office mojo list. It doesn't look like that one's on here. Uh, okay. Uh, so it probably has to be like a somewhat major comic. I mean, like R.I.P.D. is listed on here, um, yeah. as well as like Time Cop and Surrogates. So I, never, I did not watch R.I.P.D. I heard it was bad. Have you seen Men in Black? Yeah. Okay, you've seen a better version of R.I.P.D. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess Thirty Days of Night. Ooh, also not far off, but that one is uh, 94. Okay, so this is just the bottom 100. So not the bottom of all time, but it's number 100. Um, 30 Days of Night came in at number 91. Let me actually look. Okay, so there's 139 total. Okay. So actually, I'll pull it all the way down to the to the last one. Okay. Oh, wow. This one, I would be surprised if any of you. Yeah, it, I'm sure it's is super it a movie obscure. That it was a comic book, but you never, you, you wouldn't have known it. Yeah, like no, it's it's just a movie that like I don't think anyone's even heard of. Um, oh, have I? Oh, okay. Yeah, so let's go. Let's go number hundred because I mean there are some that we've heard of that are below hundred, like Jonah Hex, Dread, uh, Punisher, Warzone, um, Ghost World is number one twenty three. Yep. Um, Frank Miller, uh, Sim City, A Dame to Kill for was also or Sin City, A Dame to Kill. For. Yeah. Um, I Frankenstein. Those are all below it, but let's guess. Let's guess number one hundred. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, that one's above uh, it. No, I know. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm stumped. Yeah, History of Violence. Yeah, I don't know it. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Isn't that surprising? I thought that movie made more. That was a comic book? That, that was a comic book. Yeah, it's a DC comic. Mm, or, well, a Vertigo comic. Um, yeah, wow. Punisher finished, like, 95th on this list. Dude, the Judge Dredd Sylvester Stallone movie made more money than 2012's Dread. That doesn't surprise me at all, because it was very popular when it came out in the 90s. Yeah, that's, that's true. Dude, um, that's the other thing too. Do you know how much Dread was made for? I saw Judge Dread in the theaters. In the the 90s. Stallone one. I was like, "What are those shells for?" <laughs> um, Guess how much Dread was made for. So, in relation, because Dread is very similar to Deadpool in terms of like doing a lot with a little. Okay. Um, it sucks because it didn't even make back its budget. Um, but what do you think its budget was? Sixty-three million. Ten. Eighty-nine million. Fifty million. Yeah. Even less than Deadpool. <laughs> It only made thirteen back domestic, okay. 30, 35 <laughs> oh. worldwide. Okay, so okay, Ooh, so knowing it's a good movie though, somebody knowing what Deadpool's budget was, and that they did a damn good job making that movie look great. Yes. What was the budget for District Nine? For District Nine, let's find out here. Let's the see. reason I ask is because that movie, I imagine, did not have a huge budget and looked amazing. I'm looking it up right now. District Nine. With a worldwide total gross of two hundred and ten million, did all that on a budget of thirty million. Yeah, that's what I thought. Damn! Holy balls, yeah, that's, Blomkamp. That's what I thought. 
Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I'm curious. Wow, because those the uh, those the, aliens aren't cheap, man. The, the prawns and that thing looked awesome. Yeah, guess how much? Guess how much budget he got for his next movie, Elysium? Uh, like tw- like four times that. He got 115 million for Elysium that looked, that for was the budget. A great looking movie. Though. It was a great looking movie, and then for Chappie, he only got 49 million. Oh really? Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> oh. I mean, the marketing budget on Chappie was surprisingly People big. are hating on Chappie, but I like that movie. I never watched it, actually. I still oh, want to watch it. I movie. still want to as well. I enjoyed Blomkamp. Yeah, I liked Elysium and District 9. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I thought Chappie was great. Yeah. Uh, and it had Diane Twitter in it. Yeah. Whoever that is. That's the uh, South they're African rappers. So, yeah, they're the weirdest rap group you'll ever watch in your life if they're you watch awesome. any of their music videos. Oh, wow. Chappie did not make much no, money. No, Chappie was... Chappie. Yeah. Is that the 139th? Thankfully, it doubled its budget, but being that its budget was only $49 million, not saying much. It, yeah. Worldwide, it made 102 So I'm sure with marketing, they probably broke even. Um, wow. Anyway, talking about the positives, Deadpool, I freaking loved it. Um, it does beg the question, though. Do you think so? You know, James Gunn was on, on uh, Twitter talking about how he thinks that studios are going to get the wrong message from Deadpool. Um, they're going to think about that the wrong things made this movie successful, and we're going to see a giant slew of R-rated, super violent, yep. self-referential comic book movies. Yep. I really, I, I, I really hope that the self-referential thing doesn't go on past Deadpool. I think it'll ruin the fun of Deadpool. Like you know, Deadpool, for Deadpool sequels and stuff. It doesn't work in anything except no. for Deadpool. Totally not. I. Uh, oh yeah. I, like, I could see a self-referential in the sense of, like, what House of Cards does, where, you know, like, in House of Cards, once every three or four episodes, Kevin Spacey will turn to the camera and say something. Um, but, like... No. I, my concern is that you'll get... I mean, this is also my concern even just for Deadpool 2. I mean, I think part of the... I think a big part of the reason we're all so gung-ho on this Deadpool movie right now is because... It, this hasn't been done before. Yeah. And it was so fresh and so new and so invigorating. It was like... It breathed new life into the genre. Right. But even even for Deadpool 2, I fear it's going to... There's the potential that it drops that ball. That's true. And it, it, it's not going to be fresh and fun. Because like, you weren't expect. I mean, you expected some, but like the, the, the degree they went to with it was just... Insane. Above and beyond what Absolutely. we expected. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was, I mean, I was, I was very like concerned, you know, I I was excited for it, but yeah, I mean, the concerns were there about like, you know, stupid humor, inexperienced director. I mean, go back and listen to our podcast. I was not excited for it. Yeah. I was like, I don't think this movie is going to be good. And you know, 10 minutes in, I was like, oh my God. They nailed it. Yeah, just that uh, like first beginning sequence with like the supposed ca- uh, credits. Oh yeah, the the credits were amazing. Just that is what sealed the deal for me. I was like, somebody really sat down and they're like, all right, how are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they went all out. I mean, there was not a single part of that movie where you go, oh, they probably had to tone that back. They they went a hundred percent on everything they wanted to do. Yeah, they were just like, nope, which is incredible. And for so for the special effects, you know, like the slow mo, much like Dread. They utilized slow motion to make some of the coolest sequences ever, just like in Dread, which is crazy that they can do it with that short of a budget. Like, those sequences were incredible and better than anything you see in, in, in the Marvel movies, like the Marvel yeah. Studios movies. It was nuts. I yeah. mean, absolutely the astonishing. The action seems so much more impressive, so much more, like, I don't want to say immersive, but it really just struck you more 
Oh, yeah. so, I mean, it was so not because it was, it was so gory, but because it was so creative, I'd say. And grounded. Yeah. It didn't feel like they were trying to go above and beyond what a human is capable of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they were they were yeah, they were doing the crazy stuff like the bullets through, you know, through all the heads and like the the slow-mo in terms of like his, you know, timing and, and lining things up and stuff like that. And the absurdity, but like it was also all the fights did feel like real fights. Like the the closest thing to it, like with Deadpool and Ajax's fight, closest thing to it would be like the fight in Winter Soldier between Cap and Bucky, you yeah, know. Yeah, totally. This is very well choreographed, really, you know, raw, hard hitting action scenes. Um with Dong. With it was yeah. dong out. It was clearly Yeah. That was yeah. disturbing a little. I, I dude I, I freaking enjoyed it from, from beginning to end. It was and some people I've heard some people have a problem with the pacing. I thought the pacing was freaking perfect. Really? Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. the pacing thought was good it was, too. Yeah. I mean it, and the, the the funny thing too is like this movie basically followed the same exact story structure of Batman Begins. Like to a T. Um, flashbacks and everything. Yeah, like the flashbacks <laughs> in the same exact spots and all that stuff. Like, you sub out Deadpool and uh, Vanessa for Bruce Wayne and Rachel. The only thing that changes is the characterization and the setting. And the suit, of course. Well, and the suit, of course. Then. Yeah, I just mean in terms of story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, they freaking succeeded though, because I mean, that's the thing is they they take a well established you know plot line and, and story structure and turn it on its head. You know. I got. I got to confess something. I don't. Kay. I don't get it when he says, "Don't make the suit animated." Oh, that was Green Lantern. No, but he said, "Don't make it green or animated." Yeah, I know. So in Green Lantern, his suit was entirely CGI. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So the both those jokes were Green Lantern. Yeah, I both was, of them. I thought he was referencing two different things. Oh, really? Yeah. No, just just Green Lantern. Because yeah, in that movie, he literally was just wearing a giant green screen morph suit. Oh, okay. For all the all the production on it. It was pretty bad. I mean, it could have looked really cool, honestly. Um, but it didn't. Yeah. Like, I think effects for it would have been really cool. Yeah. Um, the entire suit? Come on. Yeah, yeah, uh, But no, yeah. They they freaking succeeded. And yeah, making that suit. So they the guy who designed the Deadpool suit is the same person who's designed all of the Batman suits. Um, I think the Superman suit, uh, a bunch of the Spider-Man stuff, like... Basically, the guy in Hollywood that people go to for superhero suits. Super, superhero suit guy? Yeah. Which is which He's just... the Edna mode. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> yeah. dude, Edna mode exists in real <laughs> life. I, I want to freaking meet this guy, like drag him onto a podcast sometime and talk about freaking superhero suits. Um, like, he's seriously dating back to, like, Tim Burton's Batman is, huh. like, when he started, like, doing this. That's when he discovered it. Yeah. I, I wonder if he was even involved in, like, Christopher Reeve Superman movies, but... I mean, back in those days, it was like, all right, let's put you in some uh, some tights. And yeah, but even again. then, it was a little bit groundbreaking, you know, having the tights with that type of design. Um, anyway, yeah, Deadpool was a freaking blast. Um, what movie are we reviewing again? Yeah, yeah. we're talking. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, we we got some time. Um, and I mean, it's not like I mean, how much time can we really realistically spend on the? No, nah, I just have a lot Let's of comments. That it's going to take eighteen seconds. <laughs> I think shit. I think there's a lot of, to discuss about how bad it was. Okay, um, it won't be as fun as Deep Blue Sea. That's for damn sure. That's <laughs> a fact. That is a fact. Well, I think the lesson is, uh, it's probably a requirement that we will all watch it at, together. What uh, the spirit? The bad movies. Yeah, I agree with you there. All the Watching a bad movie on your own is like depressing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. <laughs> um, I had to like. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy. I mean, the things I enjoyed the most was that you know how the, the level of self aware the movie had. Deadpool. Uh huh. Yeah. And 
you know, just well, the, 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 the play it had on its own world and where, yeah. and where it lived within this genre of superhero films. Well, and it was, it was written obviously by people who really love the property. Like Ryan Reynolds talks about it. He did not know who Deadpool was. As when usual. when they yeah when they well no when, he when they cast, he's like who is this yeah when he fir- <laughs> when he first got cast in X Men Origins he oh, didn't yeah. know who Deadpool was um, and somebody said like you are or no it was in Blade Trinity he had no idea who Deadpool was at all but one of the producers said hey have you ever heard of Deadpool and he's like no not at all he's like if they ever make a Deadpool movie you are the perfect guy for him he's like you know what you know he's like kind of brushed him off or whatever Thanks. and the guy <laughs> sent him a bunch of Deadpool comics the producer sent him a bunch of Deadpool comics and just told him to to read them. And he read him and actually started to fall in love with the character. And one of the comics he read was the comic that uh, has the line of, you know, what, what do you look like under the mask? And Deadpool goes, I look something like Ryan Reynolds uh, mixed with a Sharpay or something like that. And then he's reading it like Ryan Reynolds is reading this comic going, what the hell? What? <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, that was the thing. And he just like he actually fell in love with the character after that. And so then when they offered it to him on X-Men Origins Wolverine, he immediately said yes. Of course. Um. And then they start telling him what their plans were for the character of like, you know, that we're going to do this and this and this. And he's like, you know, that sounds awful. And then they go, well, you know, we're paying you. A lot it, yeah, well, no, they go, well, if you don't want to do it, then we'll just find somebody else. And he, and at that point, he had fallen in love with the character and loved it so much that he's like, OK, fine, I guess. It. Yeah. And then since then, they've been trying to get this movie made. And so, I mean, it was a hard fought journey, you know, and they brought it brought in the writers from Zombieland. Well, oh, yeah. I, I, I think that the lesson is not to make a bunch of R-rated superhero movies no. and stuff or whatever. I think the lesson is... is Stay true. We want new things. Well, yeah. Look at... I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, same type of thing. It was it was new. It was fresh. It was different from what we had seen before. We, exactly. We don't, we're, we don't need rehashes of everything mm-hmm. and take risks. Yep. You're going to... You, you know, every once in a while, yeah, you're going to get bombs. And mm-hmm. you'll probably be pleasantly surprised... The majority of the time, totally. Because people don't. People, I mean, yeah, we'll all shell out for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> but but it's nothing new. It's nothing new. Yeah, and so you know, really, I mean, god damn it, what was the one I saw? Kindergarten Cop Two. Oh, jeez, <laughs> yeah, they're making a sequel with Dolph Lundgren. What the? F- they need to stop doing that <sighs> kind of bullshit and start making original properties. If there, so if there is any reason why, like, I am super excited for. Um, for the for Suicide Squad and for Wonder Woman, it's that that both Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman, whether they're good or bad, are are different from what we've seen before. You know, they're they're very different while being familiar. I should say, yeah, I mean, familiar properties, familiar characters, sure, well, yeah. But like, you know, you go into it thinking, oh, this is going to be a superhero team squad movie. Well, it's almost like right, yeah. Like, let's it, let's you know, like it has to be things that you attach to. Yeah, but I mean, I think the thing about Deadpool is like, yeah, okay, Fox, here you go. Keep going with your mutant movies. Yeah. But they don't all have to be X-Men anymore. Yeah. Yeah, know? it's true. Absolutely. Or they could be X-Men characters, but it doesn't have to be yeah. Wolverine, Cyclops, well, and Jean Grey anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like, and this now is... we can bring in Negasonic Teenage Warhead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is the one thing that actually makes me really excited for Gambit. I, I really hope they push the release date back on Gambit, because there's no way. They just barely started filming. There's uh, no way they can get this movie out in, by November, which is the release date. Yeah, it comes out this release year, date. It? Yeah, it's supposed oh, to. I really hope they push it back so that they can take time on it, because like that actually makes me excited for Gambit, that the same studio is handling it, the same producers. Channing Tatum loves the character, and it's another oh, case where... Channing Tatum? Yeah, well, it's another case where Channing Tatum basically begged for the role he's been wanting to to play this character for a long time he would be a good gambit i i don't know whether or not the movie is going to be great but i think he's he's good for the one either 
I don't know. It, I mean, it gives I, me it gives I, me hope. I, I, st- I still have Jupiter ascending in my in my memory. Of See, for me, I have Twenty One Jump Street in my memory. Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> I have not seen that movie since. Dude, I've it, seen it's so good. Or uh, Hateful Eight. Oh, dude, Hateful Eight was. That's true. I saw that, but he th- and that was pretty damn he only close stuck to the for like, like two seconds. Yeah, but he was pretty great in it when he was. He will. He was. Um, and and I have Hail Caesar in my head, which is Channing Tatum in that movie is fantastic. Um, uh, Josh, just do it. Drop the bomb. What? Josh's catchphrase. Do it. Oh, I'm waiting for it. Josh, come on. What? I was Where talking about Hail Caesar. Whoa. And Channing Tatum being fantastic in it. I don't. I don't know what Hail Caesar. It's is. a movie. You know what your catchphrase is. Though. Yeah, but like, what am I spoiling? <laughs> <laughs> that Channing Tatum was fantastic in the movie. On our last podcast, Jason said there was a lot of great cameos in the movie. Oh, said, sh- don't tell me what any of the cameos are, and he just did. Uh, what a fucker! <laughs> yeah, that's your catchphrase. Spoilers. <laughs> Jeez. Um. But yeah, no, I, I'm excited for, for the different movies, you know? I mean, obviously there's... So here's the thing that I'm excited for, to, to add on to what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it makes me way more excited, not that I already wasn't, but mm. way more excited for Apocalypse. Yes. Because that's going to tie in, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. With Deadpool? Yep. Hmm. Wait, you think it'll tie in with I don't with think Deadpool. so. I think it'll tie in with X-Force. I think it'll tie in with X-Force, absolutely. Which is Deadpool. Deadpool is really so. I don't think Deadpool will tie into that movie, but I think that movie will tie into future Deadpool I, stuff. Right, exactly. Okay, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting. Okay, at. yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I can I can if, see like a very serious story revolving around yeah. a character like Deadpool. If they if they had that, and you'd be you'd but be surprised makes, with X Force. Deadpool. I don't know Deadpool that well. Deadpool works very well in a serious setting. Yeah, read read Uncanny X Force. X Force is a very serious comic with Deadpool, and he works perfectly yeah it gives him surprising depth but he also i mean the comic relief is genuine that's it right there it gives him much more depth as a character and the comic relief is the best yeah it's like the times you least expect it deadpool just does some deadpool thing yeah it's like oh my god that's so brilliant yeah thank you for doing that it's really good and in a situation where the writing is superb and the art is always like in that series the art is consistently amazing like like the best one of the best examples is they're on the moon they're fighting the four horsemen of the apocalypse they're getting their asses kicked x-forces archangel gets knocked the fuck out by famine deadpool Pulls a little pup tent out of his little pouch. It's like a pop-up he pull, Yeah, he pulls tent. a pop-up tent out of his pouch out with a giant a, Deadpool logo with a giant, on it. Yeah. Puts Archangel inside of it and starts feeding Archangel his own skin. because Archangel Yeah, Deadpool's got, own skin. You know. He's using his, his one of his knives to peel off bits of his own skin and feed to Archangel. Because Archangel got hit by famine, so he's like super hungry. And It's amazing. It's, it's one of the best things I... Well, at first he feeds him Pop Rocks and Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's all he had for food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this tragic moment where they're getting their asses kicked, and it's super intense. And then Deadpool just does the most ridiculous shit you've ever seen, mm-hmm. and it works so well. It really does. So that's. I mean, I you know, I really hope the X Force they they take the Deadpool route with X Force. I do too. Make it some. It'd be cool if they did a similar story to, to Apocalypse Solution. And this is actually something that I uh, touch on in some videos. But uh, if they did a similar story to Apocalypse Solution, added Cable in there, um, and then used you know Olivia Munn's Psylocke, uh-huh. the Archangel that they're or Angel that they're having uh-huh. in X Men Apocalypse, um, hopefully Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, um, you know, and then cast somebody new for Phantom X, like freaking like I think 
Terran. Well, I think you could replace Phantom X with Cable and probably still make it pretty good. Yeah, you probably could. That's true. Not to say that I don't like Phantom X, but he's such a unknown character. It's true, but that—I that, mean—that's the fun of a Deadpool universe type Who's movie. Rude again? Yeah, he's—I mean, yeah, it's, it's true, but it, yeah, it is the fun they where they he is an unknown. Crazy characters, and I think I mean, Taron Egerton would be amazing in that role. Yeah, I mean, they're not a, Marvel isn't afraid to bring out crazy characters. I mean, they have like no. what sixty-seven characters for Infinity. For Infinity War, yeah, but that's Marvel Studios. For uh, for Fox, yeah, but I mean, like with that deep of a well, I mean, they're they're taking totally. sixty seven people. It's like, all right, you name those, we have like thousands of other people to pick from. Well, the, right, and the list of mutants they have is huge. It's giant. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, all the crazy comics that came out. That's the crazy part about Marvel is like the just the X Men properties alone. The characters in in that list of properties is just as big as the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe combined, yeah. or Marvel Universe combined. It's like half of it. I think my favorite. It's crazy. I think one of my favorite moments in Deadpool was when he runs into Bob Hydra. Bob. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. That was a sneak Marvel Cinematic Universe property that they did not even know because that was a helicarrier. Yeah. By the way, yeah. that ship in Deadpool, the end of Deadpool, the climax where he fights Ajax and saves Vanessa and all that they're stuff. Fighting oh, they're shield. fighting on a helicarrier. They are fighting on a definite shield helicarrier with no shield logos. And then he runs into his friend from the comics, Hydra Bob, who is this just Hydra agent named Bob. He's a crazy guy. They just don't say he's a Hydra agent. They just say, hey, oh, Bob, hey. Yeah. TJ Afrodis. Yeah. That was, like, that was the most brilliant way of actually like using a Marvel Cinematic Universe property without getting in trouble. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Because they didn't say S.H.I.E.L.D. It didn't explicitly look like it had to be a helicarrier. Although and, it like, totally was. Yeah, oh, it definitely was. <laughs> no question about yeah. it. Well, because you could see, like, the jet engines kind of in the back. Like, well, I thought it was the, like, tanker from uh, Age of Ultron when I first saw it. Mm, no. The, what do you mean, the tanker? Well, remember when they go to the crazy South African guy and he's all like, oh, I've got... All kinds of unopinion. Oh, no. And he's all like... No, I don't, I don't, no, no, no. Come vibranium. On, get it right. Oh, sorry, sorry. I forgot. Vibranium. Wakwanga danga. Get out of Avatar there, buddy. <laughs> sorry. So unobtainable. <laughs> um, that was hard. The, no. That, it's, that is the dumbest name for MacGuffin in the entire universe. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. Unobtainium. When I... Like, that That right there took me out of the movie. <laughs> um, God. Yeah, unobtainium. Fucking A. Uh, anyway... <laughs> But no, yeah, so I mean, it's a different universe, so they, they basically, you know... They did, did what they could. Did what they could. And that's, that's, that's pretty was the cool. best way to I do it. I did not catch on to that. Yeah. Um, that I thought it was just, you know, a big joke, that it was Hydra Bob. I had no idea that he was an actual character. Yeah, no, Hydra Bob is definitely a, a character. And that, that was the best part, is that they snuck in Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. That's why you guys laughed. It's yeah. awesome. Um, well, I think that was part of the great thing about the movie. So you would, throughout the entire thing... I mean, it was like joke, 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 yeah. joke, joke. But you would hear sporadic laughter from different parts of the theater. <laughs> That's true, actually. Because like when they're explaining IKEA furniture, I wasn't laughing because I didn't get it, but other yep. people were. And then they drop like super obscure Deadpool references, which yep. I do get because I've read them all. And so you, I just thought that was so cool that they catered to such a wide variety of what's going to be funny and what's a w- not yeah. funny. A wide variety of specific things. That's like, the best part, probably. Ultra specific. Yeah. Yeah. I like that Ikea was like, yes, you can use it, but you have to actually use the real names of our furniture. <laughs> and they did. And they did. Well, that, that made it funnier. If they hadn't have done that, I, it probably wouldn't have been as funny. But the fact that they're like, they're debating about these ridiculous Swedish names yeah. for furniture yeah. was amazing. <laughs> um, and then I even liked the little thing of like, you know, ba- that their agreement was that she would build the furniture and, and he paid rent. Like, 
that that was their agreement. <laughs> she was blind. Um, anyway, uh, do you guys do you guys want to rate Deadpool or or move right on to? Well, uh, we aren't reviewing Spirit. Deadpool, but I mean, we're not. We but just did, but sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Now we don't have to watch it for a review later on, like six months ago. <laughs> this is, hey, we could do it again. Revisit it. I am going to see it. Maybe tomorrow, probably Friday. Yeah, I, I'm. I I want to see it in IMAX. I plan on staying yeah. an entire just, day in the theater. Just I want to have an IMAX climax. My buddy and I are going to go to Brewies and get pretty drunk and watch it. There you go. Pretty pretty man. It's a good way to enjoy that movie. So this is the right genre for it. Yep. Um, for me, it's nine chimichangas out of ten for sure. Oh, yeah, that's an obvious one. Yeah, that was a very obvious one. I just wanted to take it before you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I preemptively just threw it out there. I don't know if we can revisit it or anything. Yeah, but I I, I rate it anyway. <laughs> I, I I really like that that scene where he uses his like baby hand. Yes, yeah. that was amazing. Like so I've never good. seen him have those kind of regenerative. It's gonna feel huge before. in this. But like when he held up his hand, <laughs> that tiny little weird, gross looking baby hand, I lost it. Oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> Because I was wondering, like, would he have to get the hand back? Is that going to be, like, why he goes to Colossus again? (laughs) Here's the other other thing about Deadpool I liked. It was not, uh, it didn't, it, it, it promoted heteroflexibility in, in a, in a superhero film. Explain, Matt. Well, I mean, he's not, I mean, he's, he's a straight guy. Yep. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't, he doesn't have to be a, he doesn't have to, like, only look at himself as, you know, a straight yeah, there's like a little like he kisses the pizza delivery dude on the cheek. There's like he gets boners over like the hottest actors in the. That's uh, true. Yeah, and it's all a bunch in of the guys. credits. Yep. Uh, there's an explicit sex scene where something that never happens. Oh, that's true. When fucking film his happens. his girlfriend uh, his girlfriend pegs him. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, nope. 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 That was so amazing. <laughs> where were you hiding the ring? It totally, and yeah. so I mean, and Deadpool in the comics is already like kind of like that. So I really appreciated that. Yep, you didn't get well, these gender specific roles, and they they already talked about if the movie was successful, the second movie's probably going to have like some sort of ba- like blatantly homosexual scene in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is talking about that. He's like, he's like, no, yeah, we've we've definitely been tossing around the idea of having some sort of man on man love scene with Deadpool in the in the second movie. Oh my god. <laughs> So you know, I do like that because it's breaking the mold. It's well, it's breaking the mold, and it's reflecting where we're at as a society. Yeah, it's not. Our, we're culturally more flexible than we've ever been. True. And let's put that in our movies so that movies don't seem so rigid anymore. Yeah. Well, in our media in general, just the more we put it out there as a pop culture icon, yeah, yeah, the exactly. more, more it'll stick. Yeah, and it's it. And yeah, our media does have to reflect us as a society; otherwise, it's meaningless. Well, and you know, and let's 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 talk about these types of like quote taboo things you're not a lot like oh you're straight you can't say if another man is totally well it's like who fucking cares yeah and i was was talking about this the other day like i i genuinely believe that like within our lifetime the norm for for kids will be that like you don't you know like they they determine their sexuality as they grow like every kid you know like and and as they're growing up like the dating in high school and stuff it'll be normal for guys to have dated other guys and girls and then at some point after they're done with puberty they figure out oh hey i'm gay or oh hey i'm straight you know like it'll just be normal that that anybody would have dated a guy or a girl or whatever you know and i think that's kind of where we're getting to as a society where the next generation doesn't have that pressure of you know you have to be this or you have to be that it's just that's just what it is dating dating is not just you know finding the right girl or whatever dating is 
finding the right person, you know, or, or exploring who you are as a person. And I think that that's like, that's a, something that's going to happen soon and is already starting to happen is that kids are allowed to just explore themselves 100% and they're not having all these, you know, little areas or these little corners that they can't explore just because it's, you know, taboo or wrong or against their religion or whatever, you know? Yep. So I don't know. Yep, exactly. But, uh, yeah. So it's nice to see that, in a, especially in a superhero film. 100%. I, uh, and I, I think you should bring your children to it. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I absolutely think you should bring all your children to Deadpool. I are you being sarcastic? Slightly, because I, I think okay, there so, are definitely children who should never go to this movie. Okay, so I yeah, I I'm being fifty percent sarcastic because yeah, I think that there's definitely there should be there's an age there's probably like an age cutoff where they're too young to just see something like that. Yes. And I think that I don't think it should be limited to people 18 and over because it's R. That's fair. And so you posted that article. 17 and over. The ode to sneaking into films. Yes. Because I definitely think this movie, when I was a kid. This is the perfect kind of movie for that. When I was a kid, my dad would take me to go see, my dad took me to see um, Silence of the Lambs when I was like 10. (sighs) And Pulp Fiction when I was, like, 12. Yeah. And I don't think that's... I mean, there's all, like, the moral brigade who's like, this is inappropriate for children. I don't think that. I think that, you know, you teach your child... Part of raising a child, and I I don't have kids, so, you know, people might correct me if I'm wrong, but part of it is raising a child to be... to understand what a movie is. Yeah. And to know that that's not reality. So I think there... Separation. I absolutely think that... Maybe not six-year-olds. Yeah. But no, I think like teenagers, like early teenagers. I definitely and stuff think like that. I definitely think there's a, a group of people that are too young, technically, to see the movie, but that absolutely should. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I think, and I, I know of people. Like, an ex-girlfriend of mine has a, a younger brother who's like, let's see, probably thirteen at this point. Big Deadpool fan. Guarantee you, he's sneaking in. Guarantee you, he already snuck into this movie. I, I, if I was, if I was, <laughs> a certainty. Yeah, well, like so I got. I mean, I got my first. My first comics were Spider Man. Yeah, the first comic series I actively sought out and bought was the very first Deadpool four issue miniseries. Okay, when I was eleven, I've been going through the Deadpool collection on Marvel we Unlimited lately. We That's good. And uh, so, if this movie came out when I was eleven, I absolutely would have snuck into it yeah oh for yeah for sure if no i if i was questions asked if i was like late elementary school early junior high whatever the hell when this i mean any anything beyond that age and it came, this movie came out i would have absolutely have snuck into this movie yep no questions asked. this hits every single like thing that that i find entertaining yeah so i think that i think i think i do appreciate the whole like thing going around like don't bring your children to deadpool because it's inappropriate for your kids and yeah i appreciate that because i think that a lot of people are too dumb to know whether or not it's okay for their kids yeah and when it's okay for your kids fucking take your kids to see Deadpool for sure when i say when i say children i mean like children i mean like teenagers and stuff like that like i mean no because when we went and saw it there were some like six-year-olds running around and it was like yeah maybe not good for them exactly like i think i think like that 10 to 8 range is like the, you know, and, and younger is kind of the part where it's like, okay, you probably leave them at home, you know? Like, for instance, Mitch's kids, I do not think should see this movie. Well, no, they're too young. At all. Yeah. They're too young. He's four, five. It's too young. Totally. Old enough to, like, kind of compute, 
but too young to see some of the to understand very adult things that happen in that movie. Exactly. But 12 to 15, 16, go see it. Totally, totally. Because, yeah, I think uh, this is one of those movies that for kids sneaking into the theater is going to kind of influence a bit of, like, how they appreciate movies, you know? In fact, if there are 12 to 15-year-olds listening, I will take you to see Deadpool if your parents won't let you. Aww. That sounds that sounds that sounds like it could create some issues, and it sounds totally creepy. But yeah, it sounds pretty creepy. It sounds sort of creepy, <laughs> but it's kind of like a no. Weird if there if there are twelve to fifteen year olds listening, just just assumptively walk past the usher at the movie theater and yeah. or don't have, call me because that's creepy and I won't actually do that. But yeah, no, Aww. he was kidding. But no, just sneak past your local usher at a movie theater, you know, or even you could even wait till it goes to the discount theater no, and just buy a ticket for uh, Zootopia and see Deadpool instead. Oh yeah, I guess I, I never did that. I, Advocate. It was about the, the money right thing. Way. Oh, I we snuck into movies, but we paid for a different movie. Oh really? I never paid when I snuck in. Oh well, actually no, that correct me. I didn't um, steal my movie experience. There was there was a, saw the wrong movie. There was one. There you was simply got lost. There was one time when Wait, I was in. This isn't uh, Land Before Time. <laughs> Weird. When I was so when I was in high school. Um, <laughs> There was a trifecta of movies that came out at the same time. This was, like, right at the boom of superhero, like, new superhero movies for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and stuff. Um, Green Lantern, X-Men First Class, and uh, Thor came out at the same time. And so, me and my buddies, I think we were, this was, like, sophomore, junior year. Um, we we all went and bought a ticket to, I can't remember which one showed first. I think it was Green Lantern that shows first, maybe X-Men. But we bought tickets to one of them and then just, like, went to the next showing right afterward for the next movie. And so we did three movies in a row. Ugh. And uh, that took up our school day that day. So that was fun. Yep. And you skipped school? Yeah, and you we skipped school. dirty bastard. Um, but yeah, uh, no, that was fun. Like, sneaking into movies when you're a kid, like, that, that is one of the, the fun parts about growing up. Especially, you know, when you're somebody who enjoys I, movies. Yeah. The one I remember sneaking into is Bram Stoker's Dracula. And we were probably 10, 11. Hmm. I never watched that. Uh, it's a great movie. Um, what's his name? Gary Oldman at his best. Ooh, Gary Oldman. As <laughs> as Vlad Dracul. Ooh. Anywho. Well, uh, well, should we should we move into this week's review? Yep. Okay. Watch right. the spirit. Totally. Hold, hold, hey, hey, hey! I gotta, I gotta <laughs> give us a little preview transition here. Let's, uh, let's, let's transition into this week's review. Okay. The review. The review. Just gonna give them a little, you know. Yeah. What are we doing here? Give, give them a little taste. I thought it was gonna be a shorter teaser. I'll be honest with you. Oh, you're showing them a teaser? I'm giving the audio of the teaser, you know? Set the set the mood. The teaser took forever. With every woman you meet, Mr. Spirit. The sound quality on this one's real bad. You say lovely things to all of us. And you mean every word you say. All right, well, there's yeah, yeah there's enough of it. Super fun, super fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we watched the Spirit this week, recommended uh, by Matt as a bad movie. 
And yes, it was. I regret my decision. <laughs> I regretted your decision. So, <laughs> so Matt, you you offered this up as a as a well, horribly. Well, to be fair, it was a horrible movie we were yeah. we were doing. So we, I succeeded. we were looking for. So exactly, this. I was uh, very very successful in that. Endeavor. So that's that's my question is is uh, introduce us to why exactly uh, you recommended this for horrible movie week and and some of the some of the specific. Uh, <laughs> Love how it's gone from things. bad to horrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, atrocious. Yeah. Uh, uh, why did I recommend this beer? I don't know, cause it's a bad movie. We were and we were and we hadn't done a superhero movie in a while, so I thought, you know what, let's pick a superhero movie that's done by superhero comic book people. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is the stinker of all stinkers. I mean, it's up with like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and just being. I agree. So dumb, so bad. Now, there there are a few things I don't understand with this. How the hell? Did Frank Miller convince a movie studio to let him write and direct this movie by himself? How on earth did that happen? He had never written for movies before. He had never directed a movie Sin before. City. He didn't write since he wrote the comic book, but he didn't write the screenplay. But no, but he was involved heavily in the making of that movie, and I think that they they trusted him. They after trusted that. him after that. Sure, I because guess. Because it was like, it's going to be Sin City. It's just different. Because it it, yeah. it it was a clone of Sin City in every way that it could be. I suppose that's in fair. all the wrong ways. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, I'm gonna I want to dig out some of the uh, some of the quotes from the movie because yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. The dialogue, my favorite. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Frank Miller did write, and he did write RoboCop two and three. And that's a good thing. No, it's a horrible thing. Uh, but I, I I did forget about that. He worked with Irvin Kershner on RoboCop two. Kirshner? Yeah, that guy that actually made a good movie once. <laughs> yeah, he did. A really good movie once. Um, but, okay, uh, I'm, really, I'm really conflicted on this because the dialogue and the story and a lot of the acting were absolutely atrocious. But I thoroughly enjoyed the visuals of this movie. I did not. Really? No. Yeah, you you and Josh are in the same boat, but I man, I for some reason that aesthetic really I, I I love it. I loved it in Sin City. I love it in this movie, and I think and I think that the actor, despite the fact that he's a bad actor, the dude from Suits, he fit the look. Like he he did fit the exact look that I think is the closest to the spirit comic book you could possibly get. But he was a terrible actor. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, like maybe I mean the Sin City visual style is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did it great in this. I think it was a little too, too, too much. Yeah, it, it well, watching it looked like watching a stage play. Like you could tell that they were on a blue sound screen soundstage. Yeah. yeah, especially when the after credits scene. Well, not after credits, but like the the images that were happening during the credits happened, and it was like the drawings of the scenes. Yeah. And it was like, wow. Yeah. That looks like the same movie. I mean, I was looking... Honestly, I watched those just to see if Frank Miller had autographed his own art. <laughs> which I wouldn't put past him. But he didn't. But darn it. I was looking for a little Frank Miller signature on his art, his own artwork that he had played at the entire end of the credits. Because <laughs> I like Frank Miller's art, but... I, I did too. Ugh. He's an artist. No, and I, I mean, I... And I like Frank Miller... As an auteur, like I, I think that he's done a lot of great. I mean, I, obviously, I'm not breaking any new ground by saying that Frank Miller's done some great things before, 
but what? Yeah, I know, right? The the most successful Batman story of all time, and the most successful Daredevil story of all time, and Sin City, um, and three hundred. Like he's done some great things. He made some great contributions to to the genre as a whole. Um, you know, and and to my you know formative comic book reading for sure. Um, yeah, but watching this was like. Frank Miller, you are a fucking sexist asshole. Yes. I hate you. This was like the worst parts of Frank Miller all came out like at maximum volume watching this. Um, some serious sexism. Some serious just like like some of the dialogue was good, but then some of it was just absolutely awful. Like there were certain scenes where you watched and you go, okay, that's, that's okay. But then sometimes you're like, what the F? And then like it's plainly obvious that he doesn't know how to direct because the delivery of the lines was just awful out of pretty good actors, you know, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Like Sam Jackson, great actor. Um, even Mendez, uh, I think Samuel L. Jackson was the only person who like did well for his moderately acted well. Yeah. Oh, and Sarah Paulson. I thought Sarah Paulson was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. She's pretty well. Um, but yeah, like even Mendez, he's a pretty good actress and same with Scarlett Johansson. Like, and and this was young in both their well, even Mendez not super young in her career, but pretty young in her career, and same with Scarjo. No, Scarjo's been around since she was a kid, though. I guess. I I mean, like, yeah. I mean, not, yeah. not, not, not I mean, nothing can justify her, her performance in this. It was yeah, it was, so it was robotic. I just think it's it's plainly obvious robotic. that Frank Miller was. It's like George Lucas exactly directed this movie exactly. Frank <laughs> Miller was very like just didn't know how to direct. He didn't know how to how to get performances out yeah. of actors, how to compel them into into knowing, you know, what their character is feeling or whatever, you know, and into understanding where they're coming from. I thought that one of the worst scenes was when he's tied to the chair and he says, quote, I've known some pretty strange women in my time, but this one, she's got the final word on strange. And the lady comes out and she does the worst belly dance routine ever. And yeah. it's just like, what? Why was she Persian if she's French? And what are you doing? That's not belly dancing. That's like shitty, like, that's like... Shitty stripper dancing? That's, yeah, that's like, that's like, you it's are like too drunk dancing. to be a stripper and you're trying to belly dance. Yeah. <laughs> then she pulls out a Klingon sword and uh, proceeds oh. to uh, do some stuff. Ugh, so dumb. Yeah, I, so... Uh. Let's I, hear some examples. Come on. What are like the in gems that, Like in that movie? same scene when he wakes up in the chair, the spirit, waking up after being unconscious, says, what smells dental? <laughs> and then he looks around, and he sees some Nazi decorations, and he says, dental and Nazi. Great. Yeah, like what in the... F- what was the point of all... Why? Why <laughs> in the, the That is one of the dumbest lines I've ever heard What in my life. smells dental? <laughs> I'm going to start using that in my daily life, though. It smells dental. It smells man. dental. Um, What's dental, ugh. dog? Yeah, and I mean, it, it is plainly obvious that they gave this movie a pretty low budget, and I doubt it made it back at $19 million gross. Um, I really hated the henchman, the pathos, ethos. Yeah, the, like, that was the, weird. Like, like, just the worst. Yeah, it was. Ugh. It was painful. I feel sorry for his career. Yeah. I feel sorry for his life. Yeah, it was... Uh. Uh, someone says, Silken Floss says, We knew there had to be a better way of keeping someone alive other than cutting them up like some free-range chicken. <laughs> Samuel Jackson as the octopus says, Free-range chickens with their big, brown, ugly-ass eggs, they piss me off. Every time I think about those big, brown eggs, they piss me off. 
yeah, seriously, where's the dialogue coming from at any point in this movie? What was the influence? Why do you feel that way, Sam Jackson? Why do you hate brown eggs? Or here's a great interaction. Yeah, what the, the f was Here's an eggs. interaction the octopus and the spirit had. Everywhere. I had you beat. Oh, like, the, the just like the octopus. I had you beat just like eggs, the spirit, the, the hell, hell you, you did. did. Ugh. Yeah. What kind of name is octopus? Why do you have a pirate hat? Why are you wearing a weights belt? Why or, the freak do you have eight of everything? Or, why, or why here's you... a great line. All the enemy has is gun to knives. <laughs> I have the entire city as my weapon. I ha- all the enemy has is gun to knives. Gun to knives. Not <sighs> guns and knives. Gun to knives. Gun to knives. They shoot gun knives. Yeah. No, they're well, they're literally literally the only saving grace in this movie for me is the aesthetic because I I, I do love the way that it looked. Um, but also, and I haven't read the spirit. It's been one of those things that I've always known about, you know, like Will Eisner's The Spirit is one of the most famous comic book strips, and it's, it's one of the longest running, um, and, and legendary. I've never actually read it, though, but I, I doubt that this was very faithful to the source. Well, no, but you know what one of my biggest things was? Is you know how, like, every time you'd get knocked over, you'd see the bottom of his feet? Yeah. And they were converse? Yeah, they were like the Chuck Taylors, and they were like, yeah. white. So stupid. I just, all my respect for that character, I was all like, oh, you know, he's like that cool in the wear cop, you know, somewhat fly, flashy, whatever you yeah, want to Yeah, it would, it. Like, like, he's just some kid with some sneakers and a suit. Wearing, wearing Chuck Taylors with that, the rest of that outfit would clash pretty heavily. Like, Johnny Knoxville is the only one who can pull that off. And he's not meant to pull it off. Like, he's not even pulling it off. He's just doing it to be a dick. Well, it's like, I mean, you can wear Chucks, but not with a freaking suit and trench coat. I mean, it's just, yeah. It's not that not not to be a style thing. It was just like, dude, I can't take you seriously. Yeah, no, I couldn't take that movie seriously. I can all. see why it's in black and white because you didn't have the pride to be like, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, genuinely, I was waiting for the like pizza delivery man to show up to the desperate housewife, and then to have a real bad interaction and <laughs> have sex for two hours because it felt like <laughs> shitty porn actors. Yeah. Somebody's gonna come and fix the the leaky faucet, and then it's gonna it's exactly. gonna go south real fast. <laughs> so. mm, yeah, uh, yeah. I I I. Oh, and the soundtrack is there's damn. sound in that movie. The soundtrack plays like a Three Stooges soundtrack, where when they punch people, it's like boing, and then yeah, like, yeah. they like, fall. It's like. <laughs> And, like, that yeah. fight in the swamp, like, what the freak were they pulling out? Like, toilets and sinks and, like, it giant It was a toilet, wrenches. and he hits him with it, and then he says, pulls it toilets out the are always funny. Yeah, I know. That was so dumb. <laughs> what the F was that? Toilets are always funny. No, they're not. And what the fuck? That's so dumb. Yeah. And, like, when he pulled out a toilet, is it implied that they're, like, inside of a swamp filled with shit? I don't know. But then... Beating each other up? I don't know. And then appliances? they had... So they have that like first dramatic fight scene, which is almost like you know, ah, I might as well have been the end of the movie. Yeah, and then there's half an hour of him as a kid falling in love with Eva Mendez's younger character, which was not a surprise to anybody. Which was so boring and just ah, oh, the worst, the worst. All I needed was to see that mole, and I was like, oh wait, I know who you're supposed to represent. Exactly. No, Ugh. so bad, and I really am very disappointed in Scarlett Johansson in that movie. Yeah, no, for... Scarlett Johansson, who has just done awesome roles in movies. Ever since then. 
And before then. And even before, yeah. yeah. I don't know her before then. Like, Just. I've only. Her accent, like, off and on comes out, and it's, I, ugh, so dumb. What's frustrating to me is when you Google the spirit and pull up the images, like, nine out of ten images that come up are from this effing movie, and, like, none of them are from any of the, the comics. That kind of bothers me. Ugh. I'm glad I found the right one, though, because I was thinking the whole time it was The Shadow. Oh, with Baldwin. Yeah, and I was all like, there, oh, like <laughs> it says it's on Netflix or I mean Hulu, and what's going on here? That's not a particularly great movie either, but I liked yeah. it more than that. I thought it was at least a kind of cool premise. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, which isn't saying much, I suppose. But no, it's I mean for for old comic book adaptations, this one really failed. Which would be so cool to get some of these older characters out here when oh, you know, yeah. well, I mean, the like, characters like, are still new and you know, fresh. Let's take older comic book characters, movies that worked. Dick Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't seen it. But it's super campy, totally, you know, spoofing on what it is, well, and, and it worked. There is, there is a great spirit movie out there. It's just not Frank Miller's The Spirit. Like, Frank Miller's, I feel, from, from everything I know about the character, and again, granted, I, like, I haven't read any of the comics... But I do know a decent amount about the character. Frank Miller's the worst person to to write this character. Like he's it's it's a detective noir story. It's not it's not a detective punch punch fight, you know, turmoil with hookers and women story. Punch punch fight, soft core, soft core, soft core, womanizer, asshole, punch punch fight. Yeah. Over. Oh, and there's Nazis. Yeah, for no reason. Out of nowhere. Yeah, I really, I really want to read. Um, I know Darwin Cook did a uh, a spirit story, and I really want to read that because I freaking love everything Darwin Cook does. But no, uh, you, I, know, I, you know what I remember about this movie is that his main weapon is snowballs. <laughs> that is the weapon he used the most often. I, you know, what I remember about this movie. His motivation for vengeance is muffins the cat. <laughs> no. That was the stupidest use of anything ever. I that don't was, know what I'll, that was supposed to represent. That was like one of the most terrifying cats of all time, though. That thing was creepy. If I saw oh. that cat in a room, I would not want to be in that room. You, you would inject it with superhero serum Fast. blood juice yeah. that dissolves everything but his eyeballs. He's like, this is for my girlfriend. And he punches him. And he's like, this is for blah, blah, blah. And this is for muffins. And like gives him the super punch. Yeah. <laughs> So dumb. And then he punches Ugh. him so hard with a grenade. And then in wait, his hand. don't I mean they insinuate they get the blood from the god out of the god's ass? I think so. Like they like we found his ass and there was blood. No, well, I think that was just you know, Samuel L. Jackson saying we found him, but you know, being being Jackson about it, you know, being found his ass. Oh. Okay. Well I'm to be sure it came across it. as we found literally his, I mean they they did find it to crap swamp, so they found his the god's butthole. <laughs> and they pulled out <laughs> every ounce of blood that dick had. Yeah, who knows? Um And why why was it like crime noir superheroes and then suddenly like by the way, we're also like mythological heroes and Yeah, well I mean in the f- They're like, is it Thor's hammer? No, it's not Thor's hammer. It's God blood. Uh, <laughs> referencing other superheroes to be more successful. Wow, mythological figures. Well, yeah. Either way, I mean there there were quite a few references in here that were like, you know, like there was the the Robin reference. Yeah. Um, things like that. Like there were a lot that were like, oh hey, remember this is a comic book movie. Um, yeah, Thor was probably a bit of both. Um, yeah. Then she makes a screen copy of her own ass. 
for no reason. Yeah, okay, that was dumb. Her sitting on like there, there was literally no reason. Yeah, that's for her to like to sit on that scanner and copy her ass, other than to say, makes you look like a perfect ass as she's looking at the photocopy of her of her. uh, Yeah, like. And then throws it in the garbage can, basically just to set up that the spirit is going to... Like, that is the gonna laziest... Her ass. Yeah. A, Have you seen this woman? <laughs> well, like, that is the laziest piece of, like, of, of you know, giving a little Easter egg for the, the hero to find later and, and, you know, get a hunch. Like, that... that so dumb. There was no reason for her to do that. I really hated how the cop was, like, the, the, like the main bad... Uh, the main cop, like, gruff older cop was like, like, you women are all, you know too smart for your own good yep. it's just like okay people don't say that shit anymore yeah it's not acceptable especially because like i could understand if it was a period piece but it wasn't they had cell phones and shit exactly like, it, well this th- movie should have been a period, a period piece. piece yeah and then they pull out of like a smartphone with a video on i'm like what, what? yeah Where this should have been a period piece 100 percent. no it was yep. just oh yeah um well, so dumb. Should we bother? Uh, let's. I guess we should give. Should we bother? <laughs> I guess we should give ratings. Um, yeah, for me, it did have the saving grace of of the visuals. So in my head, I'll give it uh, three. Uh, well, actually, no. Two out of eight. Uh, stupid eyeliner mascara streaks on Samuel L. Jackson's face. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm gonna give it zero out of. Any spirit, <laughs> city or otherwise. <laughs> I'm gonna give it one tooth gap. One tooth gap. Okay, out of uh, out of one. Nope. That's a hundred percent. Just a tooth gap. Yeah. Just a tooth gap. Because <laughs> that was you're the first thing I it. recognized. I was like, "You're Samuel Jackson." <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's let's take a, a brief little pause here while we uh, drum up our our recommendations, and we'll be right back in a second. recommendations or the pitches the pit yeah the pitches bitches <laughs> yeah you you that was lasers by uh 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 getter um anyway we got some recommendations it's a controversial week not the week itself but the subject of the movies that we are uh, pitching for you guys so we got us three in here. Uh, we're hoping that by the time we get through, Rachel might be uh, making her uh, making her pitch. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and make ours. Josh, go ahead and state your case. Well, I was thinking about who I'm uh, who I'm with this evening, and I was thinking about some of the things that are in this house, be they archaeological in nature. <laughs> Come on, Josh, get it right. Get it right. Get it right. I, I can't. The, There's too the, many vowels. I didn't buy a, enough. It starts with a P, not an A. Uh, Paleological. Paleontological. Something <sighs> about vowels in there. <laughs> something about letters and words and how they work together. Something about studying some shit. <laughs> letters. How do they work? <laughs> new podcast coming later. No, it's a new. Uh, it's a new uh, ICP, ICP song. song. Oh, sorry. Oh, Jinx, you owe me a 
plug up. Um, <laughs> you owe me a human skull. <laughs> um, so anyway. You can have a magnet. So after all that stuff. Magic. It's a miracle. Um, I was thinking of Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. Ooh. So I don't know who directs it. I'm not very good at Spielberg. that. Spielberg. <sighs> so that guy, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> is is Goldblum in that one, or did he come back in the third one? Goldblum is in that one. Okay. Yeah. Some good Goldblum action. So we'll see more of uh, his uh, his beginnings of his porn career as he again models himself. What? You don't remember that one scene where he's like unnecessarily like topless? He's like laying on the table like in a weird freaking pose in Jurassic Park 1. Wow. Yeah. And he's all like, mm, look at my freaking abs. I, he's like, the Pirates of the Caribbean didn't eat the tourists. <laughs> You don't remember that shit? No. It's like I the only I reason I remember that his name is Jeff Goldblum. I think Jurassic Park might be second to the original Star Wars trilogy and movies I've seen more than any other movie. Well, I, I haven't seen Jurassic Park since I was pretty much a child, so. But a wee lad. I, I was but a wee little lad. Um, That's dope. So that's 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 your pitch. That's how that's you got. Mine. That's 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 what I was thinking about. Uh, was doing controversial. A controversy on. Was controversial. How, how is it controversial? Or or is it? Controversial? Oh, it was oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No. People. Some people are like. Some people are like. Yo, bro. That's sure not a good movie. Me. And then other people are like. Yo, bro. That's a good movie. Lead in with my controversy of my own personal. <laughs> some conflict. people were like. I don't fucking care for whether it was a good or bad movie. It had dinosaurs in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know who those people would be. Um, by the way, Ark comes out soon. What does? I know, I'm excited. Ark. Oh, that's that game we were talking about that one time. How about uh, Saurian? Have you heard of Saurian? No. Okay, I'll uh, pin that. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. Sweet. Um, for me, uh, my pitch, I it came down to two John Favreau movies for me that I was going to pitch for the controversial week. Controversial guy, controversial director. He's uh, you know, he's a guy. Um, <laughs> he's a guy. But uh, human fucking being. The 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 pitch that I'm gonna make is uh, one that I actually stole from Josh, uh, Cowboys and Aliens, uh, starring Daniel Craig and uh, Harrison Fjord. James Bond and Indiana Jones return in a massive United States upheaval. Oh my gosh! As they no so longer re- rescue Matt Damon, but uh, Harrison Ford's uh, fourth son, and uh, something about Olivia Wilde. Yeah. <laughs> um. The the well, there's a review. <laughs> there you go. Um. I uh, I remember the weird the weird thing I remember about this movie is uh, you know that that wrist thing that Daniel Craig wears the whole time his pit boy I mean uh, no yeah so so Seven Eleven at the time this movie was released Seven Eleven had limited edition Slurpee cups that were that wrist thing oh nice yeah and I remember getting one and cherishing it and then uh, I went and saw the movie with my dad and you were like damn it um it was I, see I I walked out of the movie like ah, that was pretty great that was way better than I expected anyway this is a movie that. <laughs> The first time I saw it, I was pretty underwhelmed. You bastard. But it actually started to grow on me. I ha- I haven't seen this movie since the year that it was released. Um, I watched it, I think, twice that year, maybe three times. Um, but it's it's one of those that I've actually been wanting to revisit for a little while. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's it's an opportune time, and you know, there's it's good uh, good time to see some old Harrison Ford and some Daniel Craig and uh, some John Favreau. Das is good. There so go. uh, there you go. And uh, oh yeah, and Jason Sudeikis' wife. Oh yeah, Olivia Wilde. About her. Uh, okay, so mine is uh, controversial. It's a new movie. Um, 
director is generally renowned as a great director. Uh, and this movie was pretty split. Uh, there's people who absolutely fell in love with it, and there are people that thought it was one of the dumbest things they'd ever watched. Uh, and it is moderately topical because we already mentioned it on the podcast, but it's Chappy. Nice. Chippy. I wanted to watch that. Hey, we're going to watch Chippy. Chippy. Chappy. Hey, we're going to watch Chippy. With, that's, uh, that's pretty with, chappy, uh, chappy. Die Antwerd. Isn't it D Antwerd? D Antwerd, Die Antwerd. I think it's D Antwerd. Decepticon? Um, and, uh, it's, uh, what's his name? Who's the, who's the District 9 guy? What's his name? Hugh Jackman? Charlotte Copley. <laughs> oh, Charlotte Copley. Charlotte Copley as a robot and Hugh Jackman as a badass. Yes. He's fucking ripped Man. in this movie. I mean, he's yes. Wolverine, but he looks like, for some reason he looks more ripped in this than he does in Wolverine's. It's probably yeah. one of those. He like, look, he's got more bulk than he does in Wolverine's. He's like kind of wiry in Wolverine. Yeah, he's, he's kind of way. Should be the opposite. But he plays an Aussie in this one. Because yeah. you know, he is Aussie. Because <laughs> he's Hugh Jackman. I played in the movie called Australia. That's oh, this is this is a perfect opportunity for Matt to do his uh, impeccable Australian accent. Do it. Oh, come on, no, do do, do your it. Hugh Jackman impression. Do it. I oh, I definitely can't do a Hugh Jackman impression. He's pitching up Just your do line, an Australian. Matt. Impression. Have you guys seen that movie? I fucking can't remember what it's called. Where Hugh Jackman plays a character who has giant testicles, where his Adam's apple should be. No. It is one of the funniest dinner scenes in a movie. I've ever seen. <laughs> what? It's a totally weird movie. It's a bunch of weird, kind of like moderately related shorts. And oh it's my! Very, sur- shit, shit, very shit, surreal. Shit. shit! I know what this movie is, but and I got, haven't seen he's it. He's got this like giant testicles hanging off his where his Adam's apple should be, and he goes on this date, and she can't get over the fact that he's got balls hanging off his neck, <laughs> and. uh he keeps like dunking him into the soup that he's eating and stuff. It's just like it's so bizarre. It's so weird and totally hilarious. Movie forty three. Yeah, that's 43. what it is. The movie oh itself, all in all, wasn't great. But the Hugh Jackman scene with the balls on his neck was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. It's like it was Kate Winslet in the uh, yeah, in the scene right. with him. Holy it's crap! So funny. <laughs> neck balls. Like it, get, like it gets cold in there, and they shrink up like like they. <laughs> it's like. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I I need to watch this apparently. Oh my God. Yeah, just watch that scene. You don't need to watch the whole movie, but I'm just gonna YouTube it. One of the, one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Anyway, I can't imagine Hugh Jackman as a comedic actor. Well, all. apparently, like all of the A-list actors who were in that movie didn't even like stayed away from the premiere. <laughs> Like, intentionally did not go to the premiere. Just like, I'll be in Nevada. Yeah, I'll be somewhere else. Sorry, I can't make it. Don't want to have my face associated with this movie anymore. Uh, that's interesting. The movie wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great either. Huh. Um, okay, well, uh, let's see. Has Rachel submitted her uh, her pitch? I guess, uh, well, I guess not. Guess not this no. time. All right, well, then it, it, uh, it comes down to three, gentlemen. There's basically there there are a lot of ways this can go wrong, and there's only a few that can go right. Uh, so Josh, you pitched first. Uh, cast cast your vote. I'm voting Chappy. Chippy, because I've never seen that movie. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen it either. Um, tiebreaker. Not even. I mean, it's not even a tiebreaker, Pretty but much. Uh, <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> well, it's like. 
Because I, I do, I, I am actually genuinely interested to watch. What happens if we all vote for different movies? We do it again. Uh, well, no, we can roll. We can roll a three-sided dice. Uh-huh, die. Those exist. They do. Yeah. They do actually. Do they? That's not even possible. I guess it could be a six-sided die with. Uh, wait, yeah, two each. <laughs> Never mind. Well, uh, three there, three there sides is, is, is physically is, impossible. There is one that I had because I was big into tabletop gaming that we had like stuff like this happen all the time. You do, what you, what you do it was is, a three sided decision. And we just painted out one of the sides on the four side. Well, what no? What you do is you roll a d six and so a regular die. Yeah, a regular yes. die. One and two is one. Mm-hmm. Three and four is yeah. We actually two. had one of those five and dies. six is three. So we just painted out the bottom and just yeah. tossed it. Well, you did it wrong. Well, you know what? We made it work. You fucked up your uh, odds there. Buddy. With our adventure, it was very fucked up. <laughs> it's going to be difficult to write down. Um, call it, it's five, it's, four, three, two, one. Jurassic Park two. Dun, 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 yeah, that's what I'm voting for as well. Okay, so Jurassic Park two I takes it. I finally win one. <laughs> Yay! Josh wins. Pleasing the crowd. I mean, I'm gonna, you know, thanks guys for letting me. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, go ahead and cast be... your vote. I did, Jurassic Park too. Oh yeah, that's right. Never mind. Yeah, no, I'm just saying thanks because you know now we have this will be the second Matt talks about dinosaurs for too long podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, huh? We He's gonna age, talk about how they the, should uh, have feathers, age of reptiles, age of reptiles, and they comic. shouldn't be in the same like place. See, that's the funny thing is, is that it with has Matt, to do with the Jurassic era, with with Matt as much as he's into dinosaurs. I have never heard him really talk about the whole feathers thing much you, at all. You've never heard him Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, he's never. Yeah, he's never Neil never deGrasse Tyson. No, never. It's never really come up in the sense of uh, that they. That in, they in, in, well, we can talk about it when we listen when we watch Jurassic Park. Toads. I'm excited. Let, to talk okay, about so save it. Right I hold my feather uh, rant for the uh, Jurassic Park movie. Okay. No. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, that'll wrap it up. Uh, follow us on uh, social media: Facebook and Instagram at Savage Line Podcast. Uh, Twitter at Savage Land Pod. Um, again, look out for the YouTube, but that might be cool. That's still still in progress, but soon. Um, and uh, anything else we need to shout? That'll be it. What? What? All right. And uh, this is another Getter song called Sinner. Down with beats and break the ceiling.